forever. Dog! Wishing Rory Upton a very happy birthday. How are you feeling, Snake Boy? Hey, this is Che Diaz. This cameo is for Kyle. Congrats on your decision, dude. I just know you're gonna kill it in the California Institute of Technology. How are you feeling, Snake Boy? Oh, it's the best show. Hey, you are here on a Tuesday night in August. First night of August 2023. This is the show that cannot be topped. It's a show that cannot be stopped. You wanted the best and you got the best, baby. It's the best show. We're back tonight. We are talking about your theme park Memories, best and worst, theme park memories, 201-989-0012. We got a lot to do on the show, so let's get back to the action and keep it moving. It's the best show. Play the theme. feeling snake boy yeah it's the best show it's the best show how's everybody doing tonight here on a tuesday night and the first day of august 2023 is it hot enough for you well i hope it is because if it's not you've got some problems to deal with because it's too hot already if this is too high if this ain't hot enough for you i don't know what to tell you it's hot hot like hot hot too hot for uh, for, 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 for 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 my blood getting cooked my brain gets cooked go outside for five minutes i feel my brain feels like a scrambled egg on the sidewalk freaking uh pop tart and a toaster what flavor pop tart do you think i'd be 201-989-0012 what flavor pop tart would i be First of all, let me just say we heard the Poo Sticks with Desperado from their album 
the gray white wonder playing a lot of poo sticks around here lately a lot of poo sticks getting played around here lately you got a problem with it hit the bricks right hit the bricks 201-989-0012. Want to talk to one or two people who can guess the flavor of Pop-Tart I would be. Or people in the chat can throw it out. There's a chat going on. Um, we are going to have a fun show tonight. You know what? I want to talk to the listeners about this Pop-Tart thing. Pat! Strawberry frosted. Strawberry frosted. Mike. Orange. Orange. Have you ever had a Pop Tart? Oh, a Pop Tart. Oh, sorry. Pop Tart. Wait, what? No, I thought you were talking. What did you think I was talking about? A popsicle. Uh, yeah, I thought he. Mike, <laughs> I'll say this. If it was popsicle, <laughs> I'd be orange. So 600 points for Mike. I say blueberry for the Pop-Tart. Mike, it was blueberry. 700,000 <laughs> points for Mike right wow. now. Mike, you're rolling in them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Blueberry or blueberry frosted? Oh, see, that's Eve. Mike, yeah. blueberry or blueberry frosted? Blueberry frosted. Yeah, of course. See, yeah, Mike knows what he's talking about. I almost said that. I almost <laughs> said that. Wow. <laughs> Me too. Jason, how are you? I'm great, Tom. How are you? I'm good, and I want to welcome everybody back to the best show. And this is the fun part of the show, because this is the part where it's not just me, but it's me and three of my cohorts. We like to call this part the Four Horsemen. Because me plus Jason and Pat and Mike is the four horsemen. Good Lord made his mind up. He said, "This Mike needs more men." All right, thanks for the uh, four men. Okay, I'll play the thing. And that was it. All right. Here come the horsemen. Four horsemen. Are you singing along with your own song? Oh, not. I'm not. I did earlier, but I, I wasn't there. Are you singing along? Oh, Jason. Uh, oh, honey. That was me throwing my voice. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. How's it going, guys? What do you got? Anything on anybody's mind? Well, first off, we got to say we have the Four Horsemen coming up on Patreon this weekend. That's right. And it's a good episode, man. It is a good episode. This was a fun one. Yeah. And they're always a fun one, but this one was especially fun. It was a lot of our uh, Little League history that we didn't quite know about. (laughs) Something we've never talked about before. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We talk about playing Little League. Yeah. Um, And uh, I got a a memory popped up in my head as we were talking about it. So... uh, that's a good one to check out. You check that over at patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the show. Yeah. That's how you keep it locked in. We give you bonus stuff. Every Sunday goes up. Uh, new four horsemen going up this uh, this Sunday. I will I will say this, Tom, that uh, I've heard from some of my relatives back at Rooster's Creek, and uh, we're all reeling about this third uh, Trump indictment. Look, we don't like it. I just want to say one thing. 
Mr. Trump. Let's strike two. <laughs> Let's strike two, Mr. Trump. And you know what happens after three. I wish I had a toilet flushing sound. I don't. I could get one for you. That's one. okay. Yeah. I, did, I didn't actually want one yeah. either. I didn't want... If I wanted a toilet flushing sound, I would have had it on the board. Because I have everything on this you board. You have literally a thousand sounds. A thousand things. Yeah. I got a guy breathing. I got that. You want to hear a guy breathing? We got that. We got a guy breathing. Takes no, nothing to do that. You want to hear just the guitar loop in the Weezer song, Buddy Holly? Of course we got that. We got anything we want here. Any Stone Temple Pilots? Clips? Any Stone Temple Pilots? Yeah, we got. Uh, yeah, we got that. One time a thing occurred to me: what's real and what's for sale. Amazing. There we go. Um. Yeah. Look, the best show. We don't get political on the show. You don't know where I stand on things. <laughs> That's how I want to keep yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But look, it's kind of, there's a part of me. It's a perverse part, and it's not an actual part. That's a minor part of me. I would want to see what it would be like if he ran the uh, country from jail. Would be kind of, int- from prison, not jail. Would, <laughs> would be kind of intriguing to see yeah. him doing state of the union addresses in like the yard <laughs> right yeah trump playing basketball in the yard do you think he'd play basketball in the yard i think it'd be one of those I, situations where like somebody sets him up really well like he's yeah. really close to the hoop and yeah. then they just throw it to him or he might or play horse set a pick or, he'd be like or come set a high pick i can take I, this I turkey the rim the size of the rim would be extra large and yes and like a not regulation hoop. yeah it'd just be like and he'd be like no it's a regular it's regular size i don't know yeah. what who who do you think he would play the most like what player do you think he'd be like um Carmelo Anthony is he just a scorer is he just can score from anywhere I think he might be like a Kevin McHale with a low post low post moves are there any players that are just particularly bad at playing but really good at trash talk yes Pat Beverly okay so I think it'd probably be like that Donald Trump is like Pat Beverly kind of sucks as a player (laughs) Talks a whole lot. And somebody said in the chat, oh, Tom said in the, before 2016, he didn't want to talk. I didn't want to talk about politics because it was boring and it was all everybody else was talking about. Of course, you know what, where I stand on stuff. Come on. Give me a, a modicum of credit, huh? Mike, anything going on? A whole lot. I mean, uh, I was thinking about the topic I've talked about working a great adventure. Yes. So I had, uh, I think I've talked about the shakedown when uh, me and a coworker shook down a guy for some money when we caught him smoking dope. Um, I was trying to think of some more. Uh, it was a time, uh, a, tr- a guy tried to, uh, it was this how guy. Much, how much did you shake this guy down for? 
Well, it's two guys, mm-hmm. and I think we both got ten bucks. So ten, <laughs> ten bucks each. And what did you say it. to him? To these two guys? Well, it was me and my my coworker who was even bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Very intimidating physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we and these we're, these are young kids. Mm-hmm. Well, we were young kids. I was I was like sixteen and seventeen. So what am yeah. I talking about? But anyway. Um, yeah, they, they, they seem shaken and, uh, they thought they were going to get into some big trouble. So you're just like, you uh, guys, uh, what is that? What are you smoking there? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a joint? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're required to turn you in. Yeah. We see any shenanigans back here. This was in a sort of, I don't know if you remember great adventure was very dark in parts of that part. Great adventure was a garbage dump. (laughs) <laughs> was poorly, poorly attended. You can see, and the people that did attend that were working at the park did what Mike did. Uh-huh. There weren't many people working at the park, and the ones that did shook you down for money. Yeah, what what I liked about my job, I, I was the grounds guy. So mm-hmm. you either your duty was sweeping up cigarette butts mm-hmm. or hauling trash from the restaurants. Okay. And they both had their pluses and minuses, you know, walking around, uh, uh-huh. sweeping up cigarette butts was yeah. kind of boring. Sure. But you're walking around, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're mixing with the crowd, you're having mm-hmm. fun, you're talking yeah. to other employees. Yeah. You know, getting your um, steps in, you get some steps in. I was getting my steps in. Well, you weren't tracking <laughs> steps then, Mike, were you? There were a couple of real cute young ladies working the Tilter World. Mm-hmm. Used to go over there and try and mm-hmm. chat them up to mm-hmm. no avail. Slow it down and say it in Springsteen's voice. <laughs> a lot of times I work over at the uh, Great Adventure Six Flags on Jackson. Anybody remembered Exit Six A off? I the, drive down Route Nine. Off the uh, off the uh, Turnpike. Two beautiful women work in the tilt a world. You know that job I would. Me and Clarence would go around and he'd round up. He adds Clarence to a story that Clarence wasn't even a part of. <laughs> like, I wasn't there yeah, first. first. You drive right past the uh, the Alfred E. Newman Muffler Man statue. We'd pick up cigarette butts, talk to some cute girls who worked on the Tilt-A-Whirl. So, what, so Mike, what was this is the question I want to ask. What was the upside of bringing the trash out of the restaurant? Well, yeah, th- that was it. Could be pretty snacks, bad. I mean, snacks. I don't know if you. No, well, you reach in there. I think some people may have had that God. going, but uh, you remember the Yum Yum Palace? <laughs> what? It was an ice cream place. Mike, Wait. God help me, <laughs> but you saying that just <laughs> awoke a memory in my head. I remember that name. Was it like a, was it, it was like an a ice tasty cream place? I think it was an ice cream, like an, an old timey ice cream parlor, okay. right? Yeah it, yeah, it was quite big. Had very ornate decorations yep. on the outside. Oh wow, kind of like a, uh, kind of like a southern, uh, almost like a like a it was like a place where you'd have a cotillion. <laughs> Me and yeah, Clarence yeah. went to the cotillion at the Yum Yum Palace. I think there was a little porch area. Yeah. Well, I do declare I'd like to <laughs> go and get some rum raisin ice cream here on this hot New Jersey night. 
I wonder if they got any rocky road over at the Yum Yum Palace. <laughs> <laughs> but those bags would get very heavy, you know. Oh, I, I mean, bags of of <laughs> half eaten ice cream. Oh, yeah, Lord. yeah. Just the bags would get heavy if you had if and one of them wet. busted. It would, oh. it would be the the mess, unbelievable <laughs> mess. Did you have a lot of bees like coming at you? Well, we, we, you'd have to take the bag to the to the, uh, the compactor. There, there was uh -huh. a compactor, and and that was sort of the plus side. You could, you could take your time, just strolling back there. You know, you just kicking back at the compactor. You know, mm -hmm. no, no, nobody's like clocking another great you, you, Springsteen line. <laughs> yeah, nobody's clocking you in and out from the compactor. You yeah. know, so you're dragging so you just... garbage bags full of half-eaten ice cream cones <laughs> to the compactor. Yeah. Oh God. How and sometimes, yeah, the, the bags would bust. You'd have to get, you know, stick your leg in there and jump on the compactor. What? To, you know, get get the garbage bags down. Did anyone ever get hurt by the compactor? I'm sure somebody did. I I never got hurt. I'm stuck. Help, Mike. <laughs> Mike, help me. Oh! You got, you got yeah. kids operating heavy equipment. Yeah. What? Do you, I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. I can't turn it off. Yeah. Mike, my Mike, my, my, my pant leg is caught. I'm getting pulled to the comeback. Turn it off. Give me the ten dollars you got <laughs> from shaking those kids down. Hey, we didn't think and of that. Yeah. The compact they're off. Come on, Mike. Turn it off. Gonna, we'll take you to the compact. Like, give me the ten dollars and I'll shut the compactor off. <laughs> Screw you, Mike. I'm like, oh! <laughs> And then the then like the, the the uh the like the the boss says the next morning it's like hey uh uh Charlie got uh crushed in the compactor we haven't figured out what happened yet uh, if anybody has any information on what happened with the compactor please come and let me know. Uh -huh. Someone in the chat said, "When are we getting an AP Mike origin story flick?" I'm kidding. I would love that. I would. <laughs> I would enjoy that. You wouldn't? No, I said I would enjoy oh, that. Okay. I would. All right. I, I'm shocked that there's uh, the years that we've been doing this, at least with mm. me being on board, it's like nine years, almost 10. And I've never heard that story. No, it's great. Mike's got a million of them. I got a hundred of them. Pat's got 150 of them. Jason's got uh, 200 of them. 200 stories. Pat, any tonight we're talking about theme park uh, good stories, bad stories. I just want to say this. I'm mm. saying this truthfully. If anybody says, oh, the podcast ride talks about, yeah, what? They talk about roller coasters? I can't talk about a roller coaster on the show. I went to two theme parks this week, and I got a story to tell. I'm telling my story. Not their story. Hear about that Scott Gardner on a roller coaster. <laughs> Need to hear about that. Hear about Jason Everman riding a Ferris wheel. His name's not Jason. It's Wait, Jason the, Sheridan. The drummer for Nirvana. Original Never, yes, for Nirvana. I mean, I named the original drummer for Nirvana instead of 
that fine fine uh youngster's uh, actual name so yeah podcasts are right god bless them they do a different thing than what i'm doing tonight so pat any stories come to mind um i'm trying to think i i count coney island as a theme park i would yeah you can count that it's oh, got yeah. rides so so for coney island um mid mid to late aughts i was the fifth runner up in the searching for mr cyclone contest um what is that which they every every year they had a miss cyclone contest mm-hmm. and then they had a mr cyclone contest so i entered it okay and i got fifth place out of the you know 10 fifth, or 12 finalists that's not too shabby did you have to like oil your chest and stuff or we we had to um they did it it was very silly they had they greased our bellies and then we had to carry a watermelon and go through an obstacle course and if anyone dropped it you were out and i didn't drop it but it was also about speed and you had to go through <laughs> you had to go through these i didn't understand i went yeah. up first and i didn't understand that you were supposed to go they had um two rows of giant truck tires lined up so like you're supposed to jump through all of them but mm-hmm. using both your feet i thought you're supposed to jump in each one of them like one and then the other and then left right left right i know i didn't understand the directions oh my god classic me pat so i holding a watermelon jumped through all these things the incorrect way blew my time mm-hmm. but i at the end i was like i made it i got the uh, i got the watermelon across and then the next guy went and just went through two at a time and blew through the time and half and i was just like and i was like like, oh my gosh. And that's when I was like, I'm gonna lose. I'm out. Pat, I'm gonna lose. Somebody just put a picture up of this event of you on stage. Uh-huh. Which one of these guys won? Really? Was it the guy in suspenders? No shirt suspenders? Um, he had to have won, right? Somebody posted a picture in the there's a Wes or or uh, Brett Davis of this event searching for Mr. Cyclone. We see the stage, <laughs> and who do we see on the yes. stage? There's one guy who looks like uh, 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 Johnny Drama. Another guy looks like Johnny Drama. <laughs> Another guy kind of looks like Johnny Drama. One guy looks kind of like Johnny Drama also. Another guy looks like Dr. <laughs> Demento yeah. and Pat. Yeah. Oh, but but it's we like should point Johnny out the Drama's guy holding Dr. the... Yeah, the beads or whatever. We got to point out. Yeah. The guy holding that stuffed animal. Is he the winner? Um. No, he should have been though. Okay. This guy was this he's this amazing performing art performing artist. I forget his name, but he's a Coney Island legend. And he did this taxidermied creation of like a rabbit with like flippers at the end, but it was covered in fur and he called it like his sea rabbit. He just kept calling it his sea rabbit. And I was like, Well, amazing. this guy should just win. This guy should win. He didn't win. Um, that's Angie Pontani on the far right of the Pontani sisters. Yes. The great Pontani um, sisters, uh, a fixture. used to perform with low straight jackets mm-hmm. and a lot of bands in the yeah. aughts. They were like burlesque act. And so what, 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 a, what, 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 what would ahead. you have done, Pat, if you were named Mr. Cyclone, the king of Coney Island, you got to ride the cyclone for free for a year. Wow. Um, 
I think you got, I think you got like a thousand bucks and then you got to go on a date with Angie Pontani. Wow. And the guy who looks like a firefighter with the suspenders, mm-hmm. he definitely, definitely should have won. Um, but they ended up giving it to one of the other guys that looks like, what did you say? One of the Johnny Tom? dramas. Johnny well, drama. Yeah. yeah. One of the Johnny dramas won. And it was a big upset because the suspender guy was like cl- fan favorite. Everybody loved him. And mm-hmm. it was just like, what happened? Yeah. Oh, and I met, um, I met the great, um, oh gosh, Mr. Showbiz. Um, he's on the, um, the show with, uh, Bridget Everett. Bridget Everett on uh, HBO. Um, help me out here, Mindy. Oh, Murray Hill. Mr. Showbiz. Murray, Murray Hill. Hill. Thank yeah. you. Murray Hill, the yes. great Murray Hill. Murray Hill. Yes. Hosted it. Well, that, that's was, amazing. that was really special. Pat, yeah. I would like to just say this. You're my Mr. Uh, oh. Cyclone. You're our you. Mr. Cyclone. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Horseman. They, ne- they never did it again, Good. by the way. They never did it again. One and done. Kind of like <laughs> kind of like the XFL. Exactly. <laughs> you were the XFL mm-hmm. of Coney Island. It was that- also introduced by Vic uh by, by by Vince McMahon. Yes, Vince McMahon. And and uh, uh, the XFL's back, baby. Yeah, okay. Sure. It it's it's not back. It, 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 yes, it exists again. The XFL was a one season uh thing. They can they can cobble together some sort of lame return, but it ain't back. There was one great year for the XFL. Horseman, stand down and stand by. Boop, 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 boop. Boo doo doo boo doo. Back to the, let's see what's up. Hello, best show. Hi, Tom. I feel like I'm calling from New Bridge, Patraz, using my one phone call. Now, who, I know who this is. I recognize this voice. It's the defendant. The defendant. Well, we can introduce it. This is Zach, a.k.a. Z-Man. He's been a longtime caller to the show and a friend of the show and a friend to me in real life. I just want to make that clear. He's a good guy. Good guy. Mm Mm-hmm. But sometimes good guys go bad. And sometimes <laughs> they lose their minds and they do things. Look, I'm the judge. I shouldn't be talking like this. Um, Basically, Zach came hard at Brett Davis, who co-hosts the, uh, the Patreon show. Make Mike Marvel, which is one of the many great shows on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the best show. Every Sunday, a new show goes up. $5 gets you the audio. 10 gets you the video. Make Mike Marvel. We got uh, S&W Q&A, the Sharpling and Worcester question and answer show. New Four Horsemen going up this uh, Sunday. All sorts of stuff. Amazing going up. And Zach, Z-Man, didn't take too kindly to the fact that there was a Marvel podcast on the Best Show Network 
that he was not involved in because he knows Marvel, in his estimation, he knows it more than anybody else. And he thinks Brett, he put Brett Davis down very publicly. I don't know about about that. Very publicly you did. You put him down. So I banned him for nine years after he did that. A nine-year ban. But then I banned you for how much more? Because you kept you kept at it on... on 71. 71 more years. Kept so it's an 80-year ban in total. <laughs> I thought it was 71 total, but okay. Okay, so whatever. 71 total. Very mean. So I said, oh, I will... <laughs> instead of just this, this full-on ban, this guy deserves his day in court. I love that you guys use the Zany Zach picture. (laughs) My my persona for kids' parties is is the the criminalized one. He. There will be a trial of Z Man. You will go on trial. That's the best way to let you express your side of things. Let the 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 uh you're the defendant. Let the prosecution make their point, and I will then make the ruling. Here are the players in this scenario, which we're going to do in the next few weeks. Hopefully, we'll be able to do. We'll talk all about when, and we'll do it all in the next few weeks. I'm the judge on this, and I will make a ruling that is fair and equitable. I am not out to get you, you know, and nobody is on your side more than I am. You know that. Nobody Uh cheers for you more than I do. So, who is, who is a horseman? Who is representing, who is Z-Man's attorney? I volunteered uh, on Twitter a few weeks when this came up. I, I would... Is that is, is that acceptable to you, Z Man? Yes, I accepted that. Though I'll I'll say he'll he I'll say Dudio Jason will be my co-counsel. I know okay. they say you shouldn't represent yourself, but uh, I've been I've been uh, in the discovery phase uh-huh. for the past few weeks, and I'm I'm sure. preparing. So okay. you know, um, so, you think I you think I came hard already? Oh, you, you haven't seen nothing okay, yet. Okay, so this is the so the Jason is your attorney. He's representing the defense. Now the pro- the prosecution. Who's the prosecution on this? Who wants to Who wants to prosecute? I think it I should think be Mike and yeah, Brett I Davis. Think no, I, I thought I thought Tom would be the prosecutor. He's the judge. I, I think I should be the judge, prosecutor, and judge. <laughs> I well, think Mike's prosecutor. Mike, you know how I'm going to rule. I wasn't sure how that would Mike. work impartially. Mike is Mike Mike's, is kind of a a witness in this too, and so is Brett Davis. So I think we need someone. Brett actually walked out in, um, in anger. I, we I have to check in with him later and sure. see if he and, had, and, uh, this is a traumatizing I mean, situation for Brett. Just, okay, well here here's what we're gonna do. I'm the I'm the my case and destroying the whole thing. I'm the judge. Jason is representing you. Pat, would you represent? Would you would you be Z Man's attorney sure but it wouldn't isn't um 
it's him versus Brett. So it, doesn't Brett get an attorney as well? Well, no. Brett is Brett is the aggrieved party here. So do oh, you? Okay. So do you want Pat to be uh, honestly, uh, Z-Man's I'm, attorney? Yes, yeah, no, so I want Pat Brett. to be Z-Man's attorney. Mike is a witness. Okay. Brett Davis is a witness. Then I will I will represent the prosecution. Oh, so he's flipping sides now. What happened? <laughs> so there? who's who's representing <laughs> Z-Man? I was representing, but you, but you just gave it to Pat, so I will. No, 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 no. I will no, no, no. Oh, no, represent no. the prosecution. Oh wait, I got no. I got it backwards. <laughs> Jason is your attorney, Z Man. The uh, Pat is the prosecuting attorney who is representing the best show, the state of best show, versus Z Man. Okay, well, there's an ad from my thing. At least I appreciate that <laughs> on the on the video feed. Mike is a witness. Uh, Brett Davis is a witness. You can call any witnesses you want. I'm not sure Brett will be. Okay, I was going to ask. Like, uh, look, Andrew, like Andrew, Andrew, we'll subpoena him. Andrew, you're the bailiff, Andrew. Oh, cool. I'm down with that. I was I was going to ask about character witness. If we subpoena his ass, he's showing up. He has to show up. We might need count like a counselor, yeah. not a law, well, we'll, lawyer, but we'll like a, figure it out. The players are in. Andrew's my bailiff. I'm the judge. Z-Man's on trial. He's a defendant. His attorney is Jason. The prosecutor is Pat. Mike is a witness. Brett Davis is a witness. And then uh, any other witnesses? Who knows? You call Wally Wacky Man to the stand. Penny. Anyone. Walter. He's, Walter. He's my oh, uh, someone. Walter could get called to the stand. Yeah, no, let's keep him out of it. No, but, 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 but. if one of the attorneys decides to call Walter to the stand. Like he's going to have anything useful or amusing to say. Look, well, I, I would hope he would have something. He might to defend say. you. He might be the one who defends you and makes the, the key point that frees you. All right. Mm. The terms have think, been set. I think I'm good with Adam. Well, look, you don't get to say who gets subpoenaed. You I can, would like to subpoena Walter. Well, no, you, could, about defending me. you could cross-examine him. Mm-hmm. I like this. Z-Man, you said that you were in, you're in Discovery? Yeah, I've uh, I've done my research. Now you do yours. He's in the Discovery so, Zone is what he means. You're in the Discovery in the Zone. Pit. <laughs> He's in the ball pit over at Discovery Zone. I'm actually lost. I'm going to blow this thing wide open. He lost his he, keys. He's in the ball pit at Discovery Zone looking for his car keys. Just for clarity, Z-Man, were you in Discovery last week as well? Well, the reason I hadn't called to take Tom up on the things yet the past few weeks, I've been busy uh, preparing. Because you know, you know what else was uh, going on in Discovery last week? Shark Week. Oh. Oh, okay. So you're gonna call a shark to the stand, Jaws. Pat, Pat, <laughs> I would like for you to refrain uh, questioning my uh, client until the trial. Please. Okay, look, <laughs> this is what I'm gonna say. Save it for the trial. And where are you gonna hear this trial? Patreon, baby. It's only on the Patreon. We'll do it in a few weeks. And Z Man. I can promise you, you will get a fair trial. I appreciate that. And, but you run the risk of being sentenced 
I could sentence you to anything. Yeah, I mean, well, I've already, I've already been sentenced. I'm trying to prove that the sentence is not deserved. Right, until well, look, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But I'll, I do I'll need to say it. quickly. Yeah, what's that? Uh, I do need to contact Andrew about something. Andrew, the the best show engineer, to... Andrew. Yeah, yeah what, what do we need to talk about, Zach? He's talking to you right now, Chief. Uh, I was hope. Hi, how, how you doing, Andrew? I haven't interacted with you yet. How's it going? No, no good to talk to you finally. Yeah, uh, what what's up? Oh boy, I uh, would just need your assistance for some technical there. stuff. Okay, why? Well, um, we'll so I'll I'll get in touch with you after the show. Talk. Okay, I'll put. I'll yeah, give yeah. him your. Yeah, I'll yeah, give yeah, him your home address. He'll fly out on your dime. Mm-hmm. You need great. to put him up for six days minimum at a five star hotel. And he needs a three hundred dollar a day per diem. This is true. I'll put you in touch, okay, Z Man. Okay, appreciate it. And this is your last call until the trial. And I'll say this. All right, sounds fine. I'll May be God continuing have mercy. my uh, preparation. May God have mercy on all of our souls with this. <laughs> bye bye. Look at. You still have your gavel, Tom? Oh, I still have the gavel. Don't worry. Still got the gavel. Um, (laughs) Box 34. (laughs) So thank you. Pat gets it. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. All right. Back to the phones. Back to the phones. We got hot phones tonight. Hot phones. Busy, busy, hot phones. Hello, best show. What's up, T-Ball? Slick out here in City Bridge. How are you tonight? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, are you working or hardly working? <laughs> like working hard or hardly working? That's what it is. I knew I blew it, right? I was trying to make a, I was trying to make a Fast Times reference because that's what, uh, what's his name, Ratner? He says to someone. Mm-hmm. I thought you were making yeah. a. Uh, I thought but you were making. Tur- Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say, but it ended up being an homage to a movie which features the the eleventh greatest line in the history of film. Are we talking about the movie of the of the? Uh, well, let's run them down. Let's let's run down one to eleven. Okay, I think we can all agree on all, on all of these. Okay, let's all start. these great lines. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Obviously, number obviously number one is 
we like to send out a we mailer. We like to send out a mailer. Yes. From National Lampoon. Vacation, of course. Yeah. Uh, number two, of course, is uh, I want to say Mason. From Clifford. Um, number three um, is obviously one of the greats. My father worked in profanity the way other artists might work in oils or clay. Mm-hmm. What was that from again? A Christmas story. It's from A Christmas Story, the the fun movie. Number four? The fun movie. That's got to be the greatest little <laughs> little uh, blurb I've ever heard that was, that was said in actual conversation. Put, put that on the poster. A fun movie. <laughs> A fun movie. A fun movie. I think you said the fun movie. The fun, the fun, the movie. fun movie. What if it just said... <laughs> A, a Christmas story, the fun movie, period. Like it just says, as if that was the, <laughs> the fun movie, period. Tom Sharpling, the best show. Like it. I love it. All right, number four. Um, Cujo, your rabbit. <laughs> Cujo, your rabbit. Can I suggest a number five? Cujo. Uh, I've got one. It's already in stone. Okay, well, if it's in stone, I want to let me hear yours then. Okay. Um, Well, uh, it's it's Eileen Brennan saying, I know how you ladies drool over this Fonzie character as she pulls down a Bob Dylan poster in uh, (laughs) Private Benjamin. That's a great one. Is there anything from what about? Is there anything from what about Bob on this list? I was thinking of when Richard when Richard Dreyfus says. He can borrow my slicker. I like that. Because the kid goes, what if it's ra- like what it. if it's raining? Then he can borrow my slicker. Classic uh, Ricky Dreyfus. Yeah. Another good Richard Dreyfus one that I don't um, know if this is on the list is uh, <laughs> beautiful, 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 beautiful cold. Wait. Oh, oh, I hate it. From Mr. Holland's Holland's Opus. Oh, love it. It's a great film, too. Um, uh, My number six. um, Hey, pizza, it's great. Let's dig in. From Rock and Roll High School. Uh, Number seven. I didn't know you had this problem with yelling in my face. Wait, what's that from? Uh, it's a young Matt Dillon to a young um, Diane Lane. Oh, okay. Is that number seven? Can you name? Yeah, can you name the movie though? Uh, I'll Rumble? give you another line from it. The Outsiders. Oh, they're so close. Rumblefish. Oh, City, Tulsa. The great Tulsa Rumblefish. No, the Outsiders. That's what I said. The Outsiders. Rumblefish one more time. You said Rumblefish twice. I said it. Okay, look. Oh, a little pissed. All right. Um, should we just go through the steamroll number eight? Yeah. This should be higher, and it should maybe be number two. Um, it's um, I love you, Ma. I want to be with you. From, uh, Goodfellas, Goodfellas, of course. 
Uh, number nine, speaking of Ricky Dreyfus, uh, this boat needs to be way I don't know if you got that one exactly right from Jaws. I don't no, know if he, I don't know if he says this boat needs to be way bigosh. Yeah, he's got a big cigar too. Weird that like a, a like a frog human hybrid is saying this too. Like Michigan uh, J Frog kind of. Yes. Like hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Like that kind of energy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, number 10. Yeah. I got to say it like the guy says it. I like sex. What is that? Oh, come on. I don't remember it. What is it? All right, it's said by, in the movie, this person is DeForest Whitaker's younger brother. Wait, say that again. It's Forrest Whitaker's younger brother. So this is a Fast Times line? Okay. For that, you know, DeForest Whitaker is DeForest Kelly's son, right? I had no idea if that's. I don't know if that's true. Just because they both have Forrest in their first names. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Well, I might need to get some uh, confirmation on that one. Maybe do a little deep dive. All right, number eleven. I think you know what it is. Yeah. From this 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 comedy legend's final 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 kind of slapstick film. I think probably his best film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll refresh your memory. It, it, it's a scene where he goes to the post office. Our our hero and he's looking for a, a job. Yes. At the post office and. And the uh, the man who's interviewing him for the post office job has a box of uh, Dunkin' Donuts on on his desk, and it, it's a it's obvious it's a clear product placement. There's obviously been a deal worked out. The the, the box and, of uh, donuts is facing the camera so legibly. Yes. Okay, I think I know which movie and, this is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Keep going. Okay, the okay the guy interviewing him. He's reading a newspaper like he's he's just kind of just chilling, reading the paper and bring on. And he looks over and our, our hero is kind of salivating over the box of donuts because he hasn't eaten yet that morning. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's so he's so obsessed with these donuts. He starts running his finger around the box, like oh. the rim of the box. And I like cut. Oh, the, like that cuts so, through me. That sound of. Yes. Oh. You can taste it. You can taste it. And then the guy looks again over the paper and sees that he's he's doing it. And then finally, he's still running his finger around the box. And the guy finally goes, would you like a donut? And our hero goes, where are they? <laughs> and the guy's name is Barnaby. Old Lewis. But the, the character's name is Barnaby, played by Jerry Lewis. And the movie is hardly working. And he got it's, and he got the name of the character and the movie from a rock band. I think you know. Yes, from from Yola Tango, Barnaby hardly working. Jerry Lewis. That's where he got I, the name. Was is, does anybody know how that came about? Jerry Lewis and Yola Tango. I 
I heard that uh, – have you heard this guy? His name's Todd Aphonic Todd. Yes. We also call him the Todd Father. I, I've, I know him. I do I know heard, him, yeah. I think Todd is Jerry Lewis's – I think Jerry Lewis is Todd's step-uncle. Okay. I think I got that right, yeah. That makes sense. I think that's it. That he's his step-uncle. So yeah. that – okay. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's, that's the top 11. And while we're talking about fast times, did Alex Van Halen ever act again after playing Damone? I don't think that's Alex Van Halen. I'm certain it is. Um, pretty sure it's not. Well, I don't have time to Google it, so we'll just have to skip over that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Hey, I got, I got, I got something for the topic. Oh, okay, cool. What do you got? Well, I, I have a, a, well, it's kind of best and worst theme park story. Well, let's, let's hear it. We can, we can be the judge of it. We can figure it out which one it is. Okay. Well, it, in a nutshell, I, I got into a slap fight with REO Speedwagon singer, Kevin Cronin at, at five and a half flags over Newbridge back in uh, 2015. Okay, this is an intriguing one. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of funny. Um, all right, so basically, Ario uh, Speedwagon's playing playing the amusement park the next day, and uh, Kevin Cronin was out there checking out the. I guess they call it a fairway, right? That's where all mm-hmm. the, like the concessions and sure the prizes are games. Yeah, and so the. The park's going to close down in probably like 15 minutes or so. So everything's kind of kind of winding down. So we both end up at this food stand and we're being served by two different people there. And well, we both order funnel cake and there's only one funnel cake left because it's okay. the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like a stalemate. And so he and I are looking at each other. It's clear he knew I knew who he was, right? Okay, like he he could tell this guy knows I'm Kevin Cronin from Ario Speedwagon. Yes. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And 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 it was also clear that he thought I should give up the funnel cake, right? Okay, because he's Kevin Cronin? Maybe is... Yeah, yeah, like he he had, he had a little, he had a little more juice than me. A sure. lot, but okay. you know. so, um, but I'll tell you, Tom, I was so hungry and, mm-hmm. and there was nothing that was going to satisfy me like theme park funnel cake. Right. You, you know what I'm talking about. I you do. just got to have the, that, like the pow- the powder. Oh my God. I do. I do need it. Oh, I want to mainline it sometimes. Anyway. So we, we have this stalemate happening and Kevin says, look, Give me the funnel cake, and I'll put you on the guest list plus however many you want for tomorrow night's show here. And I go, oh no, uh, that's okay. Like super smug, right? Uh-huh. Like, like there's no way I, I I beam to go see that, right? Sure, sure. Um, he's instantly in my face. You think you're too cool and cutting edge to have fun at my show tomorrow night? Like really upset and i go look bro 
I don't know what you had on Bob Geldof to get on that Live Aid bill, but it must have been major compromise. And then I just turn and, and I walk away, right? Yeah. Um, with that, all of a sudden, I'm spun around and I'm on my back. I'm on the, I'm on the, like the, the grass. And this cat, he must have been, he was in his early 60s, but he was wailing on me, just slapping away at my face. Wow. Oh, my God. It, it, it really hurt. And my face was as red as yours when you were on HQ that time and you didn't know who played bass in Culture Club, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Mikey Craig. Mikey. I'm sure you know it now. I do. Right. So when the dust cleared, you know, after he was, you know, I mean, he, he got a lot of good licks in, you know, but who was the winner? Moi. How, how so? Well, yes, it, it's true. Ke- Kevin Cronin did whip me with it and then force feed it to me, but I was the one who ended up eating that last funnel cake. So, so in a way, so you, you look at that as a victory. Absolutely. That, that funnel cake was in me by the end of the night. It wasn't in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, I did, uh, I did have several set, several sets, sets of his palm prints on my face. Yeah, that would. Uh, it sounds like Kevin. First of all, I didn't know Kevin Cronin was so uh, uh, such a maniac. Um, that is, oh, yeah. that's some kind of story. That is, that's, is, that's, yeah. a, that's a keeper. So wait, you said your what? name, what did you say your name was? Slick? Slick, yes. S-L-I-C-K. Okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting name. It's weird, you know. Uh, well, it, it's actually my real name. My, my full real name on, on my birth certificate is Slick Timmy. Not Timothy, Timmy. T-I-M-M-Y. And my last name is Crimmins. My last name is almost criminal. So like Slick Timmy Crimmins. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a weird name to have. And I mean, you know how, how some people are kind of born with a name that kind of steers the direction of their life and the choices they make? Like, um, like an example would be um, the studio drummer Raymond Lee Pounds and, and also the porn actor Raymond Lee Pounds. But, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah. So my my dad, he was a big basketball fan, and he named me after um, – you probably remember this guy. He, he plays with the Seattle Supersonics. He was bald. His name was Slick Watts. Remember him? Sure. I mean, I, I, no, I don't remember him. I, yeah. I, know, I know who he is, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but with a name like Slick Crimmins, it, it, it was pretty easy to, to get into and, more importantly, get, get out of trouble early in life and kind of up to now as well now yeah well yeah i'm still yeah it's a, it's a hard thing to shake you know once you're kind of once you're kind of in it you know it's it, it's rough and, and like as an example if, if i i recall correctly there was a young man who you barely let speak uh, a week or so ago and he, he was wondering what's the most one could get away with 
in a police station without actually being arrested? Well, first of all, I just want to say as an as an aside, uh, that I, that that caller and pretty much every caller has a pretty a cut a pretty wide berth for them to to speak. Oh, I don't know. I I, I have a vivid memory of you just kind of you know shutting them down over and over again, just not letting them talk at all, really. I, I don't know if that's how hmm. it went as well. well, but neither here nor there. Okay. Well, okay. Well, irregardless, I, I have the answer to that, that very question. Okay. Um, and I don't advise this, but as a flagrant ne'er-do-well, let's be honest, we prefer to call ourselves sketchers. Um, I, I know a lot of the tricks of the trade get away with as much as I possibly can. Okay. 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 All right. So once, just to see if I could, I could get away with it, I, I went to the Newbridge Heights police station and I was carrying a huge bag from Hobby Lobby, you know, the, the, the craft store that's so cool and has such very up-to-date uh, moral standards. Sure. Um, no, no, they really, I, they really, it's a very contemporary uh, place. Yes. Free thinkers. It's a place for free thought. Um, so I, um, I go into the police station with this bag and I make a, like a big scene of saying, Hey, Hey officers, I'm really sorry to bother you, but I was coming home from buying some craft supplies for my daughter. And I noticed that. And I, and then I like fake trip. Pull open the bag of craft stuff. I've already opened this huge bag of glitter inside it. Mm -hmm. And it goes, it goes all over the desk clerk, like the desk officer. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. He was coated in glitter. That's nuts. He was so fierce. Yeah. Hey, hey, he must. I'll never forget his name. Well, he must have been. Yeah. He must have been wanting. His head must have been like ready to explode. Oh, he was so mad. He was so mad. Covered in. And his name was Officer Gwerp. G W E R P. G W E R P. Okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the last time I heard someone that mad was when you finally realized there was probably never going to be a complete Love Beach Sessions box set. I was. More angry than I thought I was going to be. There's got to be stuff in the vault that is worth hearing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. At the very least, I want to see outtakes from that photo shoot. Yeah, I I would want to see that also. I I could picture a box set with, like, just right off the top, a 5.1 mix. Steven Wilson doing a 5.1 mix of of the album a couple live shows they've got to have in the vaults i know that they were very they they were they were they documented their their uh tours 
there must have been a, a few Love Beach shows. It it just yeah I, I'm I'm still I'm getting a little mad now. Thinking right, about right? it, yeah. Well, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to bring up you know past uh, past uh, wounds. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. All right. But so, Officer Gore, furious. He wanted to bust my ass so bad, but technically it was an accident, so he couldn't do anything. But mm-hmm. oh my god, he was so he was so mad. But I don't know. I I got a kick out of it, and I'll be honest. I I fully admit to being a a sketcher, you know, it's just, it's just sort of what I am. And it's, it, it's, it's interesting that when I first laid eyes on, on Trump, I, I must've seen him on TV as a kid or something. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's weird. It, it was, what's that phrase? It, it's like, um, game, get ready to meet and recognize game. Is that what it is? Game recognizes game. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought yeah. it was get ready to meet. No, you made it a little wordier than it is. Okay. Okay. And with him, it's like you instantly, or with most people, you instantly recognize and kind of appreciate the sketch. But it's also like, oh, I can only trust this cat up to a point. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Trump, it's like, you know that if if he had to ice Don Jr. in order to save his own skin, he'd be like, get me to the closest Ace Hardware and point me to the cheapest nail guns. Right? <laughs> I, I can't argue Don't with you that. Think? I can't argue with it. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'm, I'm not endorsing him or his views at all. I just, I just wanted to state that he, it was clear instantly that he was a major sketchosaurus of the highest... Highest order. Mm-hmm. You see, he got indicted again today. He I got did. Indicted. Wild. I yeah. I heard he is essing himself right now. He's essing himself right now. Yeah, he is. He's really afraid of going to prison and the inmates taking his food. Ah, uh, you know, I I can't blame him. Right, because he's he's the food he likes. I don't know if he's. I don't know how bountiful it is in jail, in prison. No, no I don't think he's good. I don't think he gets ham hamburgers, and um, he he's been telling people what he even fears more than that is that he's afraid the other inmates are going to ride him for hours like he's a small elephant. You mean like like as if they're ri- like just riding like like kicking him on the side and yeah like they would put a like a I guess like a homemade saddle on him or something okay like a, you know and they then they would just kind of like ride him and I guess they would use his long tie as the as the leash. Do you think they'll let that long tie into into prison? That's a, that's. A, I was wondering, and then I was talking to someone else who has sort of, you know, has knowledge of how the prison system works. And they said that some guys in there who are kind of like old school like that, they do make their own long ties out of toilet paper. So he'd have some prison ties. Yeah, prison ties. Yeah. All right. That's a, well, that's a good name for, for like a, 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 a memoir of his if he ever writes one from there. I bet he's a great writer. 
I think his writing would be thoughtful. Uh, the punctuation would be impeccable. He wouldn't just arbitrarily a firm grasp a firm grasp on on uh, capitalization. Yeah, he wouldn't just arbitrarily capitalize certain words. How how is he doing that? It almost seems harder than to do that than to not do that. I know. I don't know. He's 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 an artist in his own way. I mean, it's art nobody wants or or should ever want. But uh, I, I I think I have to hand it to him. He he's he's carved his own uh, his own gun out of his own bar of soap that he that he also made. So yes. I I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the best I can put it, right? Sure. Yeah, that may, I get it. Oh. But all that to say that, you know, I recognize a fellow slick. And, uh, you know, one of, my, one of my favorite slickisms that I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's what I call mess and mob. M-O-B. Okay. Like mob. Sure, sure. Um, all right, so... What I'll do is like I'll just be kind of on the street and I'll, I'll, I'll like I'll see a, a dude or something, just like a normal guy, and I'll kind of start messing with him. Nothing crazy, but you know, just like like a, a real quick like, hey, nice windbreaker, just like the just like the one that Fonzie wore before he could afford to move in with that nerd family mm-hmm. in their attic, and you know, like obviously the guys may, and then I'll, I'll just kind of like bolt off. I'll bolt up like a block and a half so he he can see me and he knows I'm up there and he's walking he's walking in that direction so I'm a block and a half up there and I'll just start walking slower and slower and by this point I'm stopping he's still walking and I know that all this time he's had enough time to really get worked up about what I said to him right mm-hmm. yeah and so I'm still just kind of standing there in the middle of the of the sidewalk, and I take out my phone, like I'm talking on my phone, uh-huh. and as, as the guy as the guy I messed with gets gets closer, I start yelling into my phone. You tell that fungal Giuseppe that if he wants to live to see Carmelita's christening, he better take care of that business, capiche? Right, like yeah. like I'm I'm in the mob or something, right? Yeah, yeah, like some and real so, some real just, mob stuff. Yes, and I'm facing away from the guy, so he doesn't know that that I know he he can hear this. And so by by this point, the guy I razzed, he's he's like just a few feet away now, and I can hear him slow down behind me, and I'm still facing away from him, and and I just wait for him to say, "Hey, pal." Mm-hmm. I speak very very menacing into the phone again, and I say, "I want it done today, capiche." I don't care how you do it. I want what's left of him at the bottom of Lake Newbridge tonight. Right? Like really scary stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. And then I turn around and I lock eyes with the guy I razzed and I give him the angriest, most demented stare anyone's seen since you found out Italian Pizzeria 3 in Chapel Hill ran out of well space for their Parhiar memorabilia up on the walls, right? Sure, sure. 
I know how much you love that. I know how much you love that. I I love when a restaurant fills every single space with something that is barely connected to the to the rest and has nothing to do with pizza also. Oh. I love it. You know, I, I heard I heard they got an even louder cheesesteak grill and even louder um spatulas to bang on it to cut up the meat. Mm-hmm. I love Oh great. I love that because it's just like in case I wasn't sure you were making food on a on a grill, you're I need to be on edge now with with just these jarring random sounds. So anywho, the guy, the guy instantly ran off, you know, and mm-hmm. so, you know, there was no, there was no like actual reward for it other than, you know, a, a good feeling of, of accomplishment, um, you know, but, but I got to say the feeling of getting some sort of service or product for free via my, my slick means. Oh my God, Tom, it's like the holiest of orgasms. Oh, didn't need, didn't need that. Yeah. Um, I did. I, I actually did that recently. I um, I uh, I saved a lot of money by getting slick. But wait, wait, what? Yeah. Ugh. You want to hear, hear what it was? What? What's that? You want to hear what it was? Do I? You you tell me, Slick. Okay, well, I um, you know, I, I got married recently, and mm-hmm. and you know, we had this honeymoon in, in 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 Hawaii, and it was it was really fabulous. It was great, just you know, two weeks there and living it up, you know, massage every day and the beach and uh, you know, just all all kinds of fun stuff, you know, uh, glass bottom boat excursions, and uh, so you know, on, on the last day. You know, we're, we were getting ready to go, and it was time to pay that bill down out the front lobby. And um, so I didn't have to pay it. Yeah, you're. Wait, just wait. Hold, hold on. This is this is hard. You got the bill. Yeah. And then what did you do? Well, I didn't have to pay the bill because of the child. Because no, no, this is this is where you're you're because of what? I didn't have to pay the bill because I set the hotel on fire. There we go. Okay, which is, and so that's kind of on brand now with the. Hardly anyone was in it. Come on. Hardly anyone was in it. I feel like you're judging me. I, I don't. I like am. It. I, really I am. I am yeah. judging you. I'm absolutely. Well, I don't like it. Well, look. I don't like that you set a hotel well, on fire. Well, look, my, life is about doing as much as you can. All right, and it's like I want to just grab 
the world by the stones and say, hands up who's ready to get slicked. Is that a crime? Uh, it sounds like it could be if you're, if you're, if arson is involved, sure. Oh, geez. I didn't even tell you about the time I needed a kidney transplant and my cousin donated it and I sold it. Probably think that was uncool, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. I would think that was uncool. And I do, I don't like, I don't like any of this slick. Oh, well, you know what? Look, I'm living for, I'm just living for, you know, for the moment. My dad, you know, he never knew how to live. He did, he did 40 years at Newbridge Savings and Loaf before they became a full-time bakery in 2010. And I feel like he wasted his life doing it. Working at Newbridge Savings and Loaf. Yeah. Yep. You know, want to know what my dad's dying words were? What's that? I wished I'd filled out more P-289 forms at work. Isn't that crazy? Look, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yes. You're saying you want to live life to its fullest. I do. But this is not... This is at the expense of others, Slick. Oh, my God. Okay. You sound like my eight uh, therapists. Go to eight at one time. You have eight? sit in front of me uh -huh. in a row. Yeah. So they just, you, you have eight like therapists, it. like, to not, not eight separate sessions. No. One, we call it a mega session. Where you have eight therapists, and what do they do? They just listen or pepper you with questions. It's like a all of it. it it's like it's and it, it's yeah. It's like being battered verbally. I tell them the, the sketchy stuff I do. I think they're studying me. Honestly, I think it's it's something like that. I don't like it. I think they are because it's a yeah. I it, it, well, I, well, how did you end up with eight in total? I don't know. Tom. Oh, no. Wait, what's that? Oh, no, Tom. What, what oh, is it? Officer Gwerp. What's wrong? It's Slick? Officer Gwerp. It's Officer Gwerp? It's Officer Gwerp. Oh, no. Yes, he must have heard me. He must have heard me reveal my sketchy glitter beats. Okay, and now he's he's looking for a little, little evening of the score. <laughs> Little retrobuche, yes, yeah. He's he's shining his flashlight into my window. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, Tom, I have the perfect plan. Are you ready? I'm ready. If I pretend I'm a ghost, he's gonna see that, and then he's gonna leave because he'll realize that his earth handcuffs will just slide off my ghost wrist. Done and done. Okay. All right. You have a good night. All right. Well, you be safe, Slick. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye bye. Hey, bye bye. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? What's that? Oh, okay. Okay. Wow, that's something else. Slick. Slick.
see what's happening on the phones. Oh, no. This guy's got 60 seconds. 60 seconds. You got 60 seconds. Who's this? Hello, this is Mike from Minneapolis, it otherwise is. known as Mushroom Chuck Mike. Klosterman 2. Thank you. 60 seconds. And Mushroom Mike. 60 seconds. 60 seconds? Wow. Yeah. All right. You want to hear my story about uh, about uh, theme parks? It's actually a county fair story. Go for it. Okay. So you know how in your book, which I, of course, have read and, and endorsed fully, where you have uh, the, the coin pusher, where you uh, endorse the coin pushers? So I was a kid, uh, uh, there was a coin pusher machine. I put uh, $5 in there and I'd never won anything in my life. Ended up winning uh, $20 and quarters. So I thought I was like Mr. Big, Mr. Big Deal, Mr. Big Man. Anyway, and I'm walking around trying to celebrate my, and, and one of my friends grabs, stags me and says, hey, let's go on this, uh, let's go on this ride. And it's one of those rides that they strap you in a metal cage and they flip you around and such. So uh, we went in and said metal. We went and said said uh, uh, ride, and the instructor purposely stopped it at the very top when I was tipped upside down, and he stopped it because all the coins from my pocket fell out. And the entire twenty dollars that I'd won, all the quarters fell out and crinkled through the metal cage. And he, and we could see, I could see upside down while I could see him. Uh, giggling and cackling to himself as he's scooping up the scooping up uh, all uh, the contents of my pocket so i had to endure that endure the uh, ultimate humiliation as a as a youth at my county fair quite the story you see <laughs> you just did it in that amount of time now i'm going to give you a bonus 30 seconds to just laugh I'm not going to just laugh. I am You're going to say laugh. that you and I both are huge. Both are you and I are huge fan, uh, fans of, of one Mr. Paul Rubens, and we should acknowledge the fact that the man was a genius, and it was awesome. Oh, oh! You put this. On, I see you. you this is, dear Lord, I've been. I've been putting. I've been mortalized. This is. This is a tragedy. Wait, what? What? Or it's an homage. How did you do what, that? How did you laugh did. and talk but at the Paul same Rubens time? Were you like awesome. a ventriloquist or something? Yeah. Yeah. But we should acknowledge the fact that oh, we lost a genius. And Paul Rollins is awesome, and um, Pee Wee Herman is one of the great comedic thing uh, events of the last 20th century. And and, uh, and and he was great, and we all love Pee Wee. And Paul Rollins right. is awesome. Mike, and, Mike, I'm gonna say this. Yes, you're a thousand percent right. Pee Wee Herman passed away. Paul Rubens. One of the all-time great performers, one of the all-time great characters, Pee Wee Herman, changed my life. I saw his HBO special when I was a little little kid. It's kind of as did I. <laughs> it was a little racy. <laughs> It was a little racy. <laughs> it was what's going on? You find my my tribute to Paul Rubens that funny? See now now you're just not. See I'm being thrown under the bus, and I don't mind it. I don't mind it one bit. 
I want to just say this. I saw that HBO special changed my worldview. That and SCTV and David Letterman, most brilliant things I've ever seen. He was amazing. When he would go on David Letterman, it was the greatest. He'd go on. It was yep. the absolute greatest. Then when Pee Wee's Big Adventure came out, I didn't know what to do because this it's very easy to forget. People thought they did not. He was not Pee Wee Herman all the time. He was like a cultural. It was like. He, it was it was like you it was like you considered low in a way does that make sense to you mike yes it does it was considered low like dumb it was not the brilliance had yet to reveal itself to a lot of people i loved it i always loved it but he was not as beloved with uh, amongst everyone as he became because those people grew up and then they got it the best one of the all-time heroes of comedy never met him by all accounts amazing guy was very supportive of other comedians other artists yeah just monumental loss one of the all-time greats rest in peace paul rubens we are all, yeah, we all have a huge debt to you. Eloquent and succinct. <laughs> that's not, that's, I'm not doing laughing. They're putting this in over me. It's fine. And I'm fine with it. I'm being fine with throwing it under the bus. <laughs> okay, look. I don't know what you find so funny. I was trying to just make it clear that I loved. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, the hey, greatest line, Herman. one of the greatest lines in film history. Uh, 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 fruit, please. That was him. Who co-wrote that movie? Freaking Phil Hartman, one of the all-time greats. Yep. By Jake Bestar Harbin. Amazing. The C, P, the C. I loved him. I loved Phil it. Hartman's line from the... Yeah. I loved... Pee Wee Herman and all that he did. Just, just the greatest. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Pee Wee. Yes. Thank you. And Mike from Minneapolis said, rest in peace, Pee Wee. Now he can rest in peace finally because you, you wished it. <laughs> all right, get, all, get off my phone. Hello, Basho. Tom, how's it going tonight? Good, good. To whom am I speaking? This is Eric from upstate New York. Eric from upstate New York. And look, I want to say something else about this Pee Wee Herman thing. When he had his incident in the theater or whatever, the people that dragged him that that really 
Yeah, he got dragged by a lot of people who knew knew better and uh, the uh, Howard Stearns of the world, for example, just making it, whatever. It was, it ha- whatever happened, happened. Was it not a shameful moment or? Yeah, but you, but they to turn him into this, ins- to run it into the ground to a degree where you're just like r- out to ruin somebody. And then now, and now he's always been oh, the great interviewer. Oh, he's not a great interviewer. Also, you hear the papers crinkle that someone else wrote the questions. For God's sake, I think Howard Stern spent his a lot of time in uh, movie theaters of that ilk when he was young. I have no idea what he did. I have no idea what he did, but he just. We're coming through a time, whether it was uh, Paul Rubens or the or the uh, Sinead O'Connor, all this stuff. These these tough guys, these loudmouths, the Joe Pesci's. Yeah, if I saw that her do that, I'd punch her in the face. You know, it's like she's right. First of all, you know. Oh yeah, by all means, defend the freaking church with this stuff. People Herman ain't hurting nobody. Paul Rubens, the greatest, the greats persevere. They always do. And they win out in the end. True. They're good. They're getting their comeuppance. The greats persevere. And the other ones, they fall by the wayside and they look like the bums and the rats that they were the whole time. Right. <laughs> Wait, why, why, why was Mike from Minneapolis on this call laughing? Right. <laughs> all right my friend what did you want to say how's it going tom good good i'm good and this is eric yes it is what's going on tell, tell me why you called tonight eric well i got a there is a very strange little theme park near where I live called the Huck Finn Playland. Mm-hmm. It is in Albany, New York. Okay. And uh, it originated as a furniture warehouse. Okay. Very it's... strange place. And then they decided that they were going to buy a bunch of uh, essentially carnival, you know, traveling rides. Uh-huh. From a, a shutdown place, a uh, few few counties, a few towns over, and they just parked it right next to their furniture warehouse uh-huh. and opened up this Huckfin Playland. So when you say they par- just fill me, you're, you're, I'm, I'm I'm missing a detail here. They there was a furniture warehouse in upstate. Yeah, New like a. Yeah, it's it's right on on the banks of the Hudson River. You drive like everybody in Albany drives by this place all the time. Mm-hmm. It's called Huck Finns. I don't know why, but there's a huge statue of Huck Finn over the highway, so everybody knows about it, whether you've been there or not. I mean, of course, Huck Finn. Everybody knows about his adventures in upstate New York. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? 
I mean, I remember as a kid thrilling to the adventures of Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer as they made their way through Lake Champlain. The original. Yes. So there's a furniture store, Huck Finn's. And how do the rides fit into this? You lost me with that for a second. So, well, yeah, it exactly. It's a very... It doesn't make any sense, but this place is like, you know, like a horrible Ikea from the 80s, 90s. Just one of these. A horrible Ikea. All-encompassing sort of. You mean Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I yeah, call no, a no horrible dogs, Ikea. So. Ikea. Now, when you're, yeah. when this Huck Finns, yeah, exactly. where is it again? It's in Albany? It's, yeah, yeah Albany. Mm-hmm. There's not one in like Seneca Falls, for example. I don't think so. No. I remember but this hearing furniture there was place a... existed for, for many years. Okay. I remember and hearing all I, of a sudden I, I thought there was one in Gloversville. You sure there's not one in Gloversville? Is that outside of Schenectady? <laughs> yeah, oh, well, it, the, see, all the rides came from Latham, right okay. up Route Nine. Sure. Yeah. Not good, but they they didn't come from Cortland over there on uh, 81 South. Uh, so you're going too far west. I think you're losing me. Yeah, because it's like Cortland, more like Rome or Utica. Yeah, I did, no, that's, no, that's a whole nother. Okay, Mount Marcy. Whole other world over there. Yeah. Okay, so no. go ahead. So tell me about the rides. Fill me in here. They just well, set so, up some so like this, um, like rides this, that you plug in, like that kind of ride. Yes, literally, like the 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 owners of this big furniture store, mm-hmm. essentially, after being open for like fifteen years, bought a bunch of like plug in carnival rides yeah. from another place in the area that had shut down, and opened up Huck Finn's Playland, mm-hmm. and. uh it's just very creepy, and my so I could go and buy. Like I could go and ago. hold on. I could go and get. I could ride a uh, Ferris wheel and then also uh, buy a, an affordable like sectional for my living room. Yeah, a very dangerous Ferris wheel that my father keeps trying to get me to bring my young children too and i'm like they they they're not allowed on these things i'm gonna say this right (laughs) now right now my friend this is the rule that goes through the family eric if you see the plug on the ride your kids don't go on it like if you can literally see the outlet where the thing is plugged in because you know what that means Take a Spanish prisoner, this bitch. They'll be right out of town in th- th- two minutes. <laughs> Your kid goes flying off this thing. You turn around, you see the truck going down the highway, right? Right? Yes. That's, right? that's this. Yeah. Except it's still there, like, you know, 12 yeah. years later. Next thing you know, these guys are going to be, they're going to be halfway to Dansville by then. <laughs> Yeah, you're two, gonna do right? Your, your kid, your kid flew off the thing. God forbid it actually happened. We're just saying a theoretical thing. 
These guys are these guys are uh, hiding out in Wellsville. That would be crazy. Yeah, I would. I would not know what to do. Now, if you see, and that goes for everyone. If you can see the plug on a ride, you don't go on it. You definitely don't let your kids go on it. Because again, these ride operators. I just want to say a thing. These ride operators. I've even heard them say, rule of thumb, first of all, rule of thumb, you hope someone keys fall out of the ride because then you go and you go in there, if they go and they go through the parking lot, whoop, 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 whoop. wait to see which car lights up, car lights up, they go in it, they check the registration, they go right to your house, everything's gone. You walk in with a stuffed uh, Rasta banana that you won, that's the only thing you own now. You better enjoy it. It's the only thing you own. They took everything from your house. Everything's gone. And it can happen anywhere. Yeah, this place is no good. Huck Finn, thumbs down. Auburn. This could happen in Auburn. Oswego. Corning. Corning. Yeah. Cooperstown. Onianta, Cooperstown. Could happen at the Baseball Hall of Fame, you know? Could happen in Bath, for all I know. But these carnies, they'll say it straight up. They'll say, we Spanish prisoner this bitch. We're out of here. Because they love their mammoth. Right. Carnies, like... This Tom, the, can I tell you something? These are the things the carnies like, listening. Eric. These are the things the carnies like. David Mamet, hoping your keys fall out when you go upside down on the ride. Selling you a Rasta banana filled with oily newspapers. What's your favorite David Mamet movie? Mine's House of Games. Mine is the one where he said Phil Spector didn't shoot someone. Is that a movie? Really? Yeah. It's called <laughs> David Mamet is Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, the movie. Yeah, he's. Uh... <laughs> well, Mike thinks it's funny, at least. Um. All right, my friend. Anything else? Well, I was listening to your uh, Sharpling and Worcester Q and A on the how Patreon. That? How was that? You enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I must say, I love the Patreon. It's a great deal. I don't know why anybody would not uh, buy into it, you know? Thank you, Eric. It's a excellent way to support the show, and uh, it's a really great deal, you know? And and I love how you get a whole other perspective on the show, and it's made me just enjoy it all, mm-hmm. you know, even more. Eric, that's the nicest thing I could have ever heard. And I'm checking. I looked at the chat for a second. God help me why I did. I see our dear friend Jessica. She's saying Tom double ditching, double dipping the B-I-T-C-H. The only reason I did that, I was trying to capture the 
the patois of the carny. At least you didn't say butt shivery like that caller Tim did a couple of weeks ago. Remember that? I didn't, but you just said it. <laughs> so it's like I remembered it. I'm double dipping. You're double dipping. All right. You know what, Eric? You can double dip. All right, my friend. We, we both can. Thank you, Tom. We can both double. Wait, That's what I want. Well, well, oh, hold I, on a second. Can I tell you one thing? Of course. It, inspired by your uh, Patreon uh, talk about uh, Marshall Crenshaw, when I was 14, 15 years old, yeah. my uh, first girlfriend lived on 53rd and 8th Avenue, mm-hmm. right by the back door of Roseland, okay. uh, as well as the right down the street from the back door of um, the Letterman Show. All right. We used to hang out there a lot, smoking cigarettes like little delinquent yeah. kids. Okay. And uh, the uh, Roseland, you know, kind of bouncer security backdoor guys would let us in. And one day they were like, you want to come in and see Rage Against the Machine? Mm-hmm. And I was like, of course I do. I'm 14 and yeah. I love them. You're a child. And yeah, it was great. And right before we went into the back door, this guy comes running out of the back wearing no clothes, but a uh, ill-fitting pair of blue jeans and uh, went screaming up and down the street, messing with everybody who was outside the Letterman show. Okay. And then he came running back and uh, blew past me and uh, ran back onto the stage. And then all of a sudden started singing for his, his band, the Jesus lizard. And I was like, who the hell was that? Only to find out a few years later, you know, it was the maniac, David. Yeah. David. Yeah. Was playing and, uh, Letterman. That's very exciting. I didn't know. Was he in the house band? No, he was opening for rage against the machine at Roseland, but he ran down the street and tried to run into Letterman backstage. And, uh, you got, some good, you got some good stories, my friend. You got some good ones. I like your stories. I like this. Hey. So those are the things I like about you. Your stories. The cut of your jib. Your temperament. The way you're raising your children. And your love of the best show. Thanks for the call, Eric. You have a great night. So I went to... Two, two theme parks in five days. I uh, have uh, had family in town. My awesome nephew, my awesome niece. Uh, here for the first time in Los Angeles. They wanted to see as much as they could. They wanted to see as much as they could. So you know what? They get in last week. Boom. Right. Next day. Universal Studios. We go. Very early. At the theme. At the park. 8 a.m. 
right? 8 a.m. These parks shouldn't be open at 8 a.m. You're supposed to go to one before you have breakfast. You're supposed to go ride a ride. Well, the fun thing with Universal Studios is, I don't know if they have rides as much as they have experiences. We're there bright and early. Me and Julia. We go to the Starbucks on the Universal Studios uh, on the in the theme park. Just to give you, it's the first list of things. It's expensive. It's a yeah, yeah, it's expensive. I had to trade my car in so that I could get into the park. They took my car. I had to give them the pink slip, Daddy. Um. I get in the, we get in, and then we hear from the Starbucks to give you the spirit of how things are going. A child yells as they walk past Starbucks. I deserve Starbucks. You know how expensive this place is. I deserve Starbucks. Screaming. We make our way over. I deserve Starbucks. You're a little kid. You don't deserve. You're at the freaking universal. You're getting more than you deserve right now. Sonny. My nephew wants to see Super Mario World, the newest attraction at Universal Studios, which is not far from where your guy's sitting right now. We make our way down 10 escalators. Cause this universal, what a what a testament to whip smart design this is. They run out of room, so they just build a thing a mile and a half down the hill. You gotta go down these frickin' escalators all the way to the bottom. And then you walk into Super Mario World. I'm going to say this. When you walk in there, it's amazing. The first, the first time you see it and you see all that stuff, it's amazing. It's like a live uh, Super Mario World. That's what it's called. So it should be. You see all the things bouncing around, all the characters, the, yeah, the, the turtle, the one that looks angry, the frowny face, all of them. You walk into it. It's amazing. Then, after five minutes, it's amazing 
how it transforms into a living nightmare because it's 140 degrees and that's not the fault of Universal Studios. I'm not going to blame that on them. They don't control the sun. Actually, they might because they're a multinational corporation. They might be blamed in this, actually. But that's not what we're doing today. We're not blaming Universal for... You get in there. First of all, it's wall-to-wall with kids. Every kid wants to be Universal, uh, the, the Super Mario World. Every kid. It's the new attraction. Oh, my God, it's Luigi. Can you believe it's Luigi? And they, like, walk by in the costumes. It's Luigi. And these costumes were pretty excellent. This place was pretty amazing, I got to say. But it was way overcrowded. There's lines going this way, lines going that way. I couldn't tell what people were in line for. They got kids working like they're putting them to to work like it's a, a galley here. They're waiting in line for 20 minutes to have the privilege to turn a crank handle to knock one of these things over. And then you get a little thing on your bracelet that you bought. Oh, I felt for my si- my sister, Mother of the Year. I give her Mother of the Year award. She's waiting because her, her, her kid wants to see the rides. He wants to see Super Mario. He loves it. The line for the Super Mario ride? Three hours long. And they, she waited with them. They went on that ride together. Me and Julia decided to go walk around in the meantime, because I think they still might be waiting for the ride. This is last Thursday. They still might be there. We go. Let's go into a different. Let's ride something else. We walk right into, uh, there's a Transformers ride. You go in, no line for the Transformers ride. It's kind of sad. You know that five years ago, this was the biggest deal ever. And now it's like an ignored toy. And then when like Optimus Prime is like, we have to save the earth. And you're just like, do we? This isn't your day anymore. But fine, let's go save the earth. Then we start walking around the park, walking around. <laughs> and look, the Transformers thing is fun. It's blurry and and uh, messy like all these Transformers movies are. You're not exactly sure what you're looking at because the camera's bouncing all over the place and the transformers are just piles of color and metal poorly poorly rendered poorly designed once in a while you get a good look at it you see uh uh bumblebee's face or something like that
So we start walking around the park after this. And my poor, my mother's at this thing. My poor mother. She goes. She's a trooper. My mother. Mother, a gra a grandma, mother of the year. Best. Your mother's a piece of trash compared to my mother. Goes how, it's how it is. I don't make the rules. I was like, well, if clearly this is some sort of, there's, they must be holding some sort of um, Bert Kreischer lookalike contest here at the park. So I asked somebody, like, where's the Bert Kreischer? I, I, of course, would not qualify. But since there are 15,000 people that look like Bert Kreischer walking around, clearly this is some sort of organized contest. I find out, no, it's not. These are just people at the park. We go for breakfast. Breakfast. Put that in quotes. Where, where do we go? Of course, we go to Harry Potter land and go to the Three Broomsticks Cafe or whatever it was called. Boy, that was a great $80 breakfast. That they could have gotten at McDonald's and just changed the packaging. It was like a, it was like a McDonald's $7 breakfast. And look, I know it's expensive at a theme park. Oh, that's what it, I know. I know. So we're just hiding out in this three broomsticks and cause now it's 160 degrees outside and there's not anything resembling shade anywhere this so we're waiting for my sister my poor sister we make our way over to simpsons town springfield where the simpsons live and they have the androids dungeon it's amazing again well designed. You get to see the places. Oh, there's Moe's Tavern. We go into Moe's Tavern and we hide again from the heat. And then there's a, there's just, there's a, there's uh I go get a can of Duff beer, which is just seltzer, six bucks. There's a statue of Barney in Moe's Tavern that people are taking their picture with. And is it weird to see a child lovingly wrap their arm around Barney as he stares into a giant mug of beer that he has all but drained longingly wishing for more beer? Is it weird? It's a little weird. Is it a problem? No, it's not a problem. Nobody's a but nobody. Oh, my kid, Barney Gumble is my kid's hero. No, but you don't worry about that. This universal is a garbage dump, a full on. 100% garbage dump. 
There's like nine rides at this thing. And they're like the mummy, uh, the mummy ride, the mummy ride. Mummy ride. That movie came out 22 years ago. I would have done the mummy thing. It's a, it's a dude from the whale is in here. And that's a movie I'll never see. Could you imagine? I will watch a 10 hour super cut of back surgery before I would ever watch the movie, the whale, the whale, Universal's a horror. I've been to Universal Horror. I didn't realize it was even more horrific during the day. In late July than it is around October when the goose, the ghosts and the ghouls are all out. And the ghoulies and the goonies chasing you around. Dracula and the rest. Creature from the Black Lagoon and whatnot. Phantom of the Opera. How scary. Why is that a horror character? The Phantom of the Opera? You just don't go to the opera. You can get away from him. Oh, no, it's the Phantom of the Opera. Hey, I figured out a way to get around uh, getting attacked by the Phantom of the Opera. Well, what's that? Let's not go to the opera. Yesterday, pack the family up, head on out to Disneyland. The amazing Disneyland. I've never been here. I've never been to Disneyland because I moved here and then COVID moved here also kind of limited my options but now i'm here and now everybody says oh disney it's a friend it's so friendly everybody's so friendly at it again pull in 8 a.m get yelled at by a guy at the ticket booth for I needed to pull my car up four feet more. He said, pull up. And then he gives me the most sarcastic thing I've ever heard in my life. He said to me, there you go. One rotation of my tires. There you go. And I hand him the prepaid parking thing. Like, then... Mm. Then make my way over to security because there's seven layers of, of security at this. Apparently, we're going into Fort Knox. Spring. 
Hold on. I got to give a, a number to somebody. Very popular, famous person, though, so it's worth it. Hold on, folks. Putting sun sunscreen on. Security officer. Don't do that near the dog. What? Somebody else has a dog, like a dog, a sniffing dog. I think I also just figured out a way. If you want to get uh, drugs into an amusement park, not that I'm wrong, have somebody just spray some sunscreen. These dogs, clearly this person just told me the dogs can't sniff your sticky icky when you got too much copper tone on. We get on the tram. And you're rolling through. We're rolling through. And as you're going through, they have these banners. It says uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Little Mermaid, 1992, Mulan, 1997. Uh, you know, uh, Snow White, 19, whatever. Uh, there's a woman sitting in front of me on the tram with a tattoo. I'm going to describe the tattoo to you right now. Hold on. Let me find the tattoo. Tattoo. Our love was. Where's this tattoo? Hold on. Here we go. Tattoo. Here we go. Getting closer to the tattoo. Closer. With each scroll through the phone we get closer to the tattoo here it is it's a tattoo from the movie it of a balloon and it said something like what was the phrase from that it always floats or some nightmare statement that she looks at daily you know, I got the thing from the murderer from, uh, from, you know, that, that clown that kills children. Yeah. I got that right here, right here on my forearm. We all float down here. That's what it said. We all float down here. No, it said it always floats. I think it said it always floats. Thank you. My it heads coming through. It heads. That's actually pretty good. No, it was not. We all, we're going to need a way bigger float. That is not it. And she's reading these banners. And because they're not in chronological order, she goes, this one's 1994. Now it's not 1929. What's that all about? Well, it's called, they're just signs with movie names on them. Okay. Already people are on edge. I'm getting on edge going this thing. My family's in there already. We hurry over to Star Wars land. 
I'll be honest. It was a it was pretty cool. You go, you see the Millennium Falcon is right there, right? I'm walking through. Who gives me a thumbs up? Freaking Chewbacca. He goes, well, he didn't go through. He went, Rah. he gave me a literal thumbs up. He waved. So I waved back at Chewbacca. Go in. We make a droid. We literally made a droid. It was fun. You build a droid. It's very cool. I got my own little R2-D2 now. I'll bring him in next week. I'm going to bring my R2-D2, run, run him all over the table. Or her. We don't know if R2-D2's, we don't know R2-D2's gender. Why are we gendering R2-D2? I don't freaking know. Then he builds a lightsaber. Very cool. I didn't want one. What am I going to do with a lightsaber? Well, what am I going to do with R2-D2? Apparently, Tom is not a Jedi now. It's a question being asked. I am not a Jedi. Um, But the lightsaber thing is very cool. You watch he built a lightsaber. My nephew builds this lightsaber. And then there are these two other dudes in there, two other old older adults. And then they say to my nephew, uh, is this your first lightsaber you built? Is this your first one? Oh, I could think. You got more than one of these? What are you doing with these? Well, this one's red, and then this one's green. Okay. Look, if it makes you happy, go build your freaking lightsabers all day long. Then it's time. To go ride the Star Wars ride, Force of, what's it called? Force of the Rise of the, what is it? Anybody? According to Wes, it's Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance. So we go and we get in line for Rise of the Resistance. 80 minute wait. Fine. We're waiting. I just built an R2-D2. I'm in a pretty good mood. We wait in this line for 65 of the 80 minutes, and then we find out that the ride broke. And we sat there, and we sat there, and we sat there, and then finally it's like, I can't keep sitting here. And as you're going through the line, there's like a little fountain thing. And you see people like throw coins in, like making wishes. Don't throw money. You're throwing money at Disneyland. They're not taking enough from you at this place. You have to actively toss some coins in and make a wish. Well, here's a wish you could make. You make a wish that your bank account still had the coins in it. I realized Disneyland and Universal, Disneyland is like grade school. It's clean, it's controlled, it's run really effectively. It's very things, everything's efficient. They're running this thing like nobody's business. Universal Studios is like college. 
you're kind of on your own. It's like you ever, you know, people who flunked out of college because they didn't, they didn't realize that they needed to provide the structure for college. That's Universal Studios. Disney has some low-key hostage vibes that going on. It's kind of like you're a hostage a little bit. Like a friendly hostage. So we go and we check some other things out. We go back. What did we ride? We rode the some of the things. Monster Mash or something. I don't even know what it was. Oh, it's a small world. We wrote it's a small world. It's beautiful. These things are beautiful. They're look, they're insanely out of date. But there's kind of they're kind of magical also. I get it. I get the appeal. We go back to the the Star Wars ride. And we go back. The line is longer than ever now. The ride's fixed again. So I buy these. It's like, oh, we had the Genie Pass, which lets us go to the faster line at these things. The Genie Pass don't apply to the new Star Wars ride. So I had to literally go in pocket 25 bucks each to get on the in the front of the line. And there's a 10-minute gap in the reservations we had. So I'm now, oh, are they going to let us in? Because one's for 140 and the other one's for 150 We get in the line. I say to the person, oh, they bought theirs. I thought we were all at the same time. And they go, fine, go ahead in. And I got some real like, yeah, I showed them. I just pulled a fast one on them. I pretended that we bought them all at the same time and that we didn't. And boy, I really got one over on them for the $100 to ride a ride faster. But then you get on the thing. The ride was great. It was, you go and you see all the Star Wars stuff. It was fun. It was amazing. It's a, you can't believe what you're seeing. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And as you walk around Disney, you start to realize, first of all, they play music that no one likes everywhere. Everyone thinks somebody else likes that music. It's like, well, I hate that. The music's terrible. Song's like, oh, it's a good time. Like this weird, like old music that no one... It was like old when you think that was new music. It was still old for somebody. It's like music might be from 400 years ago. No, it's no one's music. Good time eating Sundays in the street. Like, you're like, who wants it? Second thing. And this is a rule. We're going to do an upcoming show called Citizens Arrests. 
and I'm doing the first one right now. If you got your phone out and you just stop wherever you are to look at your phone, you're under arrest. Step to the side. People staring at their phones, just not thinking of anyone around them. You're in a freaking theme park. There's people everywhere. Stop. Go to the side. Then look. And if you can't control your freaking backpack, these people, they got these giant backpacks. You think you think they're going it's into the wild the way they're loaded up. The kid from Into the Wild didn't have a backpack as big as these people do. I got knocked over twice at Haunted Mansion because this kid kept turning, not realizing that his back went three feet further than he thought it did. And then I learned about, after waiting on these lines, what did I learn about? That's right. The single rider lane. Didn't know about it. This is like the thing. You can go wherever you want with this thing. You go to the front of the line just because you ain't got no friends. It's the greatest invention I ever heard. You might as well call it the incel line. If you don't have anybody with you, you go to the front of the line. You ride the ride. And that's why I'd like to tell you all about the ballad of Single Rider. The line it grows far as I can see, but I'm here alone. It's just me, single rider, go to the front of the line, ride the Matterhorn, you ride all the rides, go as far as you want. The Haunted Mansion, 50 minute wait, but since I'm all alone, that's not my fate. Single rider go to the front of the line, Pirates of the Caribbean, you'll be just fine. Go as far as you want. Go. Single rider go Past all the sheep People with friends Not moving as fast as me Ride It's a small world The line it grows Far as I can see But I'm here alone It's just me Single rider go to the front of the line, ride the Matterhorn, ride all the rides, go as far as you want. That's my tribute, the ballad of the single rider.
Yeah, so it's something else, huh? Theme parks. How about it? Hello, Best Show. Hey. Oh, wait. Is this who I think it is? Is this my friend? I don't know. Who do you think it is? I think it's Mary Bronstein. <laughs> it is. The writer director yep. of Yeast. Oh, my God. The movie everybody can't stop That's talking true. about. This little movie's <laughs> this little movie's true. got people talking. Um, it's fifteen years old. So it's over. It's like, yeah, let's stop. Let's stop. It look. The Shirley Temple was fifteen you, like, years old, and everybody wait. talked about her. <laughs> okay, we gotta wait. We gotta wait till the next thing happens, and then you know. Of course. Then you know. Of course. Now, Mary, you're a writer, you're a director, but you also have other interests. You're a collector, from what I've I do. Heard. I'm a collector. I'm a collector. Um, actually, this collection started because my husband, um, he, uh, he has a terrible memory. Like he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't have dementia. Like he's not demented. Okay. But he well, he is demented, is but he doesn't have dementia. <laughs> right? In the medical way. Yes. Um, he's as close to that as possible as you can be while you still live a um, unassisted life. You know what I mean? It's an unassisted so life. So thought... you're, you have him right to the edge of <laughs> whether he needs assistance or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now you're talking about Ronnie Bronstein. He made Frownland. He made (laughs) Uncut Gems. You're just saying he's inches away from assisted living. Assisted living, but not assisted living in its own place. So it's called that. Sure, of course. So he's got okay. a he's got he's a, a faulty he's, memory. He's he has a terrible memory, and so what he did was he went on eBay and he bought a few uh, TV guides yeah. from ages where he would be little, um, years where he would be little, and he um, thought that his idea was that he would read the TV guides and it would um, like <laughs> like slowly butter up like memories you know that sure. are connected to the tv shows i was talking about okay i'm intrigued yeah by so this then that's you're intrigued so i have those and then there's some other ones that i got so what i thought i don't know i just had this idea where we would see what little tommy tommy sharply yes. was watching yeah. Um, during one of these weeks. Because and we'd see I'm gonna, what you were going to choose. Oh. I'll read you the whole lineup. I'm just going to say this. What? No, I'm going to say this. Nobody, but nobody, 
love television okay. as much as I did. Oh, okay. Freaking Videodrome okay. didn't see. love TV as much as I did. <laughs> I don't know. I love TV. Vi- Videodrome was less connected to um, television than me, and her name was Videodrome in the movie, right? Blondie, okay, Debbie amazing. Harry. So here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a choice. I'm going to give you a choice of years. Okay. Okay. Are you, are, okay, I think of how old you are these years. Are yeah. you in 1980? Are you in 1984? Or are you looking, oh, hold on. Okay. Um, okay, hold on. Or are you also in 1984, but a different month? We're going to go with 1980. Where are you? Good. Okay, now I have three for you here. Okay. Okay. Little Tommy, little Tommy in the week of March 22nd, 80. Okay. Little Tommy in September, the week of September 6th, 1980. Okay. And then finally, little Tommy in the week of November 22nd, 1980. November 22nd? Yep. That's Thanksgiving era. I'm going to go with March. That's just like run-of-the-mill yeah, existence. Yeah, special. Yeah. Okay. You're going to go March. Yes. You're going to go March. Okay, first of all, deal with this, okay? Yeah. It's a picture of... A, it's not a picture. It's a... Um, <laughs> it's a cartoon. It's like sort of like a caricaturist re- uh, rendering of the cast of The Misadventures of Cherith Sheriff Lobo. Sheriff, the, yes, okay. with, with Claude Aikens. Yes, who else? I'm not sure who the other people were. There, Somebody pulled it up and put it on the screen Brian. already. But I know Claude Aikens was <laughs> Sheriff Lobo. Brian Kerwin. Okay. Claude Aikens. Yeah. Brian Kerwin and Mills Watson. Okay. The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo. They're caricaturized here. Okay. And it says... The controversy over the day Christ died, page four. I wow. don't know. Yeah. Some pretty, pretty. So that's what's happening. Pretty hot issue of TV Guide there. <laughs> yeah, this is what you you picked. How yeah. old are you, by the way? March twenty second, um, nineteen eighty. Let me do the math on this. I don't know, what am I, 10 or 11, something like that? I'm bad with that stuff, Mary. Okay, cool. So you're reading, you're checking this out. The controversy yeah. over the day Christ died. Yeah. Right next to a caricature of uh, Claude Aiken. Sure. That's Lobo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Flipping it. Are you flipping right to page four? Or are you reading um, the uh, Three's a Crowd, the diatribe against Three's a Crowd, by Robert McKenzie. So somebody's taking the new production of Three's a Crowd, which is the 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 kind of the the continuation of Three's Company. Continuation spinoff. Yeah. Because it was what manufactured Three, spinoff. Three's a Crowd was Jack. What was his job there? Was yeah. he a photographer or something? 
chef. Of course he was a chef. I forgot. Yes, Jack Bistro. Come on, get, get Jack, with it. Of course. Look, it's all coming back to me. Mary, it's all coming <laughs> back to me. Yeah. I have brain problems, okay. Mary. You should read my book and it'll tell you all about Uh-oh. my brain problems. I understand. I understand. I understand. But come on. Um, <laughs> you're you you're, right. you're rough. Cry? You're rough. Oh, I understand. I understand. But but come on. But come on. <laughs> I understand brain problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But come on. So. You got to just accept that's me. Of course. So no. do you want to okay. go, do you want to deal with Christ or you want to deal with this Teresa crowd situation? We say that again. I want to, I, if I was doing TV guide, you're, I would go right Tommy, to the schedule, right to the schedule. We got oh, some planning to do. Oh, I'm not reading the articles. Uh, the articles will, will be read at some point, but you get an issue with TV guide. Okay. I'm looking for the, I'm looking at the ads. Yeah. I'm trying to take in what's what on the TV front. You're not even going to check the thing about Christ. The, Look, the, I, the day the Christ died. The You're day going the, right. Okay, cool. Let's go there. Yeah, I'm going to skip there. the article on Christ. So, we'll, <laughs> so you know, I'm also going to skip. There's some... There's some writer people that wrote in. Um, they love the Charlie Brown specials. Um, generally, um, they don't like that the the, the the game shows are competitive. Why should there be winners or losers? Okay, let's move Wait, on. This is the letters section. Two. They want to know why are the game shows games? Well, they don't like. Yeah, why do you have to have winners and losers? Why, Mary, you know, Mary, I got to say, this is basically all about you talk, it's Greg and Nancy Burns. You talk to people today and they're just like, oh, these people are always saying everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. Like, <laughs> this is that thinking in 1980. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are the everybody gets a trophy. Greg and Nancy Burns. And I just yeah, get this is a message. And this is a message I just want to say. Yeah. I'm the opposite way. No one gets a trophy. Even okay. the whoever actually won, you don't get a trophy. <laughs> Even the winner, the actual no. winner. You go back for round two. If you won, back for round two. You go. We go until everybody oh, loses. That's, that's really generous. Yes. So, of you. So pass the letter section there. Okay. Uh, where are we going? This is the most exciting. I'm not kidding. I'm going right to the guy, dude. Okay, so what what day are you waking up on? It can be any day of the week. And by the way, if it's a weekday, you don't have school that day. Am I faking it? Am I faking sick? Sure. And we're doing the whole day. We're doing the whole day. Wake up to going to bed. Okay. I don't feel good. Your mom's letting you. I don't feel good. Your mom's letting you. Oh, Oh, honey. Okay, honey. Wednesday. No, Wednesday. That's a Wednesday. perfect. That's okay, a perfect fake fake a rude day. And I hope my mother's not listening, or she's gonna. Be, my mother's gonna be furious if she hears this. I love that we're going all the way. Oh my god, there's so much going on. So basically, okay, Wednesday. What time do you wake up? 
What time does your mom say, okay, honey, let me wheel the TV. Let me wheel the TV in. What is my mother, Andrew Dice Clay's like fictional wife in the thing? Okay, honey. <laughs> um, let's just say yeah. 8 a.m. Amazing. Amazing time to wake up. Little Tommy, because here's what's happening. Um, so 8 a.m., you got the Jeffersons. The Jeffersons plan to reenact their wedding vows. Isabel Stanford. What channel is that on? Well, see, this isn't from New York. It's a regional, you know, it's a regional channel. Okay. It's okay. So the Jeffersons Um, is on at 8 a.m. where they reenact their wedding vows. (laughs) They want to, but I don't feel it's not going to work out. So, or you can watch Sesame Street, or you can watch Underdog. I'd probably either watch Underdog. Most likely, I'd watch The Jeffersons, actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So that gets me to what? I forgot to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also could have, I I forgot to mention that you could have watched Captain Kangaroo. No. That was a different one. No. Jeffersons. I'm going with The Jeffersons. You love it. Okay. 9.30. Jefferson's ends, and it's that very sad music where you have an existential moment. Yeah. Right? Okay. And then it's 9.30. It's like over a pond. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wait, say that again? 9.30? Um, and then you got one day at a time. You got conclusion to a two-parter. Anne begins to question her relationship with a dashing race car driver well that's the conclusion that was an episode ms romano ms romano dated a dashing race car driver remember schneider to question it i don't think (laughs) schneider had that tool belt i don't know what was going on on that tool belt she did wasn't attracted to him he wouldn't accept it yeah she wasn't attracted okay Schneider had that okay, mustache. So that mu- Remember that mo- that he had like that. He was like a he would look like a body double for Burt Reynolds. Like it would be like, all right, B team, come on in. And like like Schneider would walk in and stand where Burt Reynolds for blocking purposes. I'll just say one thing about Schneider. If Schneider, I got super in my building. I live in a building. There's a super. Okay. Yeah. If this guy came up as many times as Schneider and let himself into my apartment, by yeah. the way, because he has keys to all the apartments yeah. um, that many times and became entangled in my life's problems like that. Like I would, yeah. I would not, I have, I would have been calling the police a long time ago. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. This guy, this guy's a super. Yeah. And he is in, inserting himself into well, it might not be my place to say, Ms. Romano, but okay, well, yeah, let's just stop, stop it. It might not be my place my place to say. <laughs> That's where it stops. It isn't. Yeah, correct. Correct. It is. Oh, you're going to tell me on. how to raise my two yes. daughters. Please, please go on. <laughs> love it. But when you're a kid, you love it. Yes. You love, you love him. 
want more. Oh you no, he was more. fun. He was amazing. I loved I loved Schneider. I loved Larry from Three's Company. All of them. But they're all very problematic. Very problematic. So here's what you got, though. You didn't choose yet. Okay. Um, one day at a time. My kind of a little bit my personal favorite, the seven hundred club. I'm talking about. Oh, I know the seven hundred club, yeah. That was secretly sort of my favorite. Because you see the it was very a lot of freaks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I probably I would probably ride the sitcom train though, as much as I would maybe watch seven I'd watch seven hundred club during the commercials, like I'd flip over. Yeah, sure. That's the move. That's the move, but you haven't heard the last choice. Okay. The Mike Douglas show. Oh, I would. What? Um, who are the guests? And the guests are okay. Larry Wilcox and his son Derek. <laughs> I don't know who those are. Um, singer Thelma Houston, comic, build comic Michael Keaton. Um, so a young up and coming stand up comic Michael Keaton. <laughs> yes. I'd watch Mike Douglas. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I don't know what that is, but that's written there. Um, okay, cool. Wait, Larry He's Wilcox, who is that again? He, he was Larry Wilcox was from Chips. Yeah. He was John <laughs> on Chips. Yep. I'd watch that yep. in a second. Okay. Yeah, you're all in. You're all I'm on in. the Mike Douglas okay. show, yeah. So now you're all in on Mike Douglas. Then your mom comes in, honey, here's some here's a little honey to honey, to have in your throat to make it better. And you're like, okay, get out. And then you're trying to pick your 10 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's very, uh, no descriptions for these game shows, but price is right. Mm-hmm. High rollers. Yeah. But you can also watch Laverne and Shirley. The girls are quiz show contestants. Most. I'm going to watch Laverne and Shirley. Obviously. Yeah. Hello. You can choose between a real game show and then pretending to be on a game show. Who did you like better, Lenny or Squiggy, Mary? (sighs) Lenny's very sensitive. Lenny was the lone wolf. Remember? He had a jacket that said lone lone wolf, wolf, but it only said one wolf on the back. They forgot the L. It said one wolf because the L, because Laverne put temporarily her L, it fell off. That's right, Laverne. And Squiggy was always like, hello. Hello, Laverne. Hello, Shirley. <laughs> um, Lenny had a, had a very sensitive soul. Yes. Um, and I think would, 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 I mean, he's not as smart. He's, I mean, he's disabled, essentially, but like, he's very sweet. And then, but I think that Wiggy, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I like it mm-hmm. as a viewer. But if it was, it was in real life and it was trying to sit next to me on the bus, I don't like it. I don't like no, it. No, you go with Lenny over Squiggy. Nine, you gotta go with Lenny. I mean, Lenny's so innocent. Yeah. Okay, so I'm watching Laverne and you gotta Shirley. Gotta go with him. They they were quiz show contestants. Okay. Yes. Then ten thirty, Wheel of Fortune. Okay. The show I'm not familiar with. 
um, called Psychic Killer, okay. which is designated as a thriller. Okay. Julie Adams is in it and Jim. Not watching it. No, I'm not watching no thriller. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're out. You're out on that one. I'm out on thrillers. Okay. Okay. Family Feud. Or Reaching Out, which is another um, religious programming. Family Feud. I like Family Feud. I do Family Feud. Amazing. I still love it. Okay. Now you're getting into some weird territory. Okay. Yeah, now, the soaps, now the soaps start. Getting weird. Getting weird, right? Yeah. Young and the Restless. No description. You've got a blind faith. Yeah. Chain Reaction, which is a game show apparently starring Nipsey Russell that I, I'm not familiar with. Okay. Um, $20,000 Pyramid okay. with Lindsay Kelsey and Fred Grandley. Fred Grandy from, from uh, Love Boat? Uh, Gopher? Fred Grandy, yes. Yeah, I'd watch that because I was a big Love Boat the fan. Pyramid. I'd watch the Pyramid because I like Fred Grandy. You would yeah. like to watch him do that. Yes. I'd be excited. Okay, cool. It would be like, for me, that would now, be like, I'm seeing the real person now. That would be exciting to me. <laughs> you're like, this, is, this is huge. Yeah. You would brag about it to your friends who that, could never watch it. Yeah, that I saw Gopher. While you suckers were at school, I saw Gopher on the pyramid. <laughs> oh, yeah, prove it. Yeah, I but can't. well, look at my TV guide here. <laughs> it exists. Does that prove yeah. it? Okay. Now, where are we at time-wise? So okay, so you got that. So 11.30. Um, okay, so you got Doctors, which I think is a is a, a soap opera. Ryan's Hope. Ooh. Or you got, that doesn't say what that is. Or you got Dinah, exclamation point, and Friends. Well, that's now, the Dinah Shore show. It's Dinah Shore, I'm sure, right? Yeah, oh yeah, her show. And who's so on, who's on who's that? On yes, please. Um, Dom DeLuise, Han Hunley, Candice Azara, and author Henry Rogers. It's a 90-minute show. Mary, you could have stopped at Dom DeLuise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're in. You're um, in. Yeah. Totally in. You're totally in. Um, now... I just have to tell you that there's a there's a little alert that Channel Four tonight on Wednesday night um, takes a look at um, agoraphobia, which is a wait yeah agoraphobia, which is a fear of open spaces. When victims learn to deal with going to a shopping center, so this is like advertised as like a sort of special. Yeah. Okay. It's just letting you know for the, for ahead ahead of time. Okay. You can let that roost. Well, I can tell you ahead of time. Um, I ain't watching that. <laughs> what am I here to learn? Really? It's TV. I'm not here to learn. <laughs> you're ten years old. I forgot. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to. You're not interested. You're no. not interested. Okay. We all know that noon is a is a cesspool. Yes. Right, like you got the you can you're gonna watch the local news, okay? Mm -hmm. Boring. Um, your only other choice is really all my children. 
Yeah, I might, so, I might, uh, you gotta do the news. I might have to lean into the I'm sick part of things. This, this might be time for a performance. This is your nap. Uh, this might be this a noon break. Yeah, this might be a noon performance from me. <laughs> I'm gonna shut my eyes. The nooner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. The full nooner. And this, then, yeah, this I is think, me putting on a little bit of up. a performance, not feeling well. I got at least some point. I can't just make it seem like I'm just loving TV a little too much. Noon is when I fa- when I, I give in to the performance. <laughs> okay, I love it. Um, now, you take a nap. So, do you want to wake up at 1 or do you want to wake up at 3? 1. I'm up at 1. I don't have to do that much of a show. <laughs> you couldn't do it. You couldn't, you couldn't do the act for that long. Okay, you have, as the world turns, one life to live, Ugh. but you also got a science fiction movie, okay? What's that? It's called The Tenth Victim. It's Italian, made in 1965, and in a future age when 10 homicides collide, a sharpshooter goes after her final victim. Yeah, I would Marcello watch that. Marcello Mastrioni plays the the victim her final victim wow you're into that it's got it's subtitles you're 10 i'm 10 and i kind of think i'm smarter than everybody yeah i'd watch that (laughs) and i love and i love science fiction so much at that point yeah you're doing it you're committing perfect yeah so that's that takes you I mean, that takes you to three o'clock. That's a two. That's a tour. Yeah. And two three, hours. the best thing about three now, this is when it's my time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah the soap so operas. Drink, like, wake up. Throw oh, the soap operas in the trash. So now there's a comedy. You're waking up. You're kind of groggy. On the same movie channel, there's a comedy movie called Who Was That Lady? And that's from 1960. And it's an amusing adaptation of the stage hit about a marital misunderstanding that snowballs into a spy plot starring Tony Curtis and Dean Martin. No, nope. I got I to <laughs> see what else is channel. going on. Okay, Edge of the Night. It doesn't give any info. I don't know what it is. Not watching um, that. Sesame Street. Sesame Street? No. Or I'm 10, Mary. I know you're watching. For Speed Christ's sake. Racer. What's that? Speed Racer. Yeah, I watch Speed Racer. Absolutely. You're Speed Racer. Okay, now you're gonna get you're gonna get a little excited here. Okay. Yeah. Little Tommy. Now I'm starting to feel zone. better. This is his zone. Now I'm starting to go like mom, I but think. But now I've... you actually I think I feel a little bit better now that school's yeah. over. Mom, guess what? I can sit. I can sit. Yeah. Next to the big TV. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> I, w- I also so, want to just say this, Mary. Here it goes, Mary. I just want to say this. Yeah. I'm not joking. This is one of the greatest segments that has ever happened on this show. I'm not joking. This is. I mean, I'm having fun. I don't is know if other great, people listen. I don't her. care about them. 
right now. This is one of the best things that ever <laughs> happened so to fun. me. I, yes. I, I, what I want to be, I want to normalize, like, this is what you do when you first meet somebody. You know everything. You can, you just know everything that you need to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. This, this is, yeah. So but speed racer. You, you're waking up. Mm-hmm. You, you watch speed racer a little, you're like, you just got to get through it. You got to yeah. get through it. Okay. Yep. To okay. see what's coming next. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of, you know, you're eating the, um, the little, you know, Campbell's, you know, stars and yeah. stars and rice or whatever. I probably soup. have tomato soup a and a tuna fish sandwich. Oh, your mom, your mom loves you. Oh my gosh. No, wow. she went out. I made it myself. That's a good one. She's out. <laughs> no. She's at the track. No, 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 no. When my mom was mad at me, she'd give me like saltines. Yeah. If she thought I was faking sex, she'd give me like yeah. saltines and like and like a bouillon cube in a bowl. Oh, bouillon but cube. Actually, sick. Those bouillon cubes. <laughs> do they even make them anymore? They should be like locked in a know. case at the grocery store. You have to like, <laughs> you have to ask for them to sell, like for permission to buy. Those things were everywhere when I was a kid. I have not seen a bouillon cube. They loved them. The moms loved them. They did. They really, really did. Yeah. The cow on the front. Um, I remember a bouillon cube with a cow on the front. Yeah. <laughs> with the metallic wrapper. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, there was a cow, but why? Because it's beef. Anyway, beef, beef bouillon. Yeah. So here, so here we go. So it's just three thirty. You've got you got your little soupy. You've got your little spot next to the big TV. Your mom, your mom's like, whatever. I don't care if you faked or not. I just gotta do yeah. my stuff. Okay. Well, she's now at the track. She's you at the track at this point. <laughs> the track. I was gonna say she was cleaning, but no, okay, she's she, a, she went to Mammoth. She went to Mammoth to get uh, there in time for the sixth. On the bus? No, she's it's she's got to get there for the, the sixth race. She you know she would she had her own car. It was a very progressive house, and she was very successful at gambling. So <laughs> she had her own car at this point. Oh my god, that's great! That's like my grandmother going to High Life yeah. without my grandfather. They causing a whole out there in Connecticut, Milford, uh, Milford, Connecticut. Milford, Connecticut. Isn't that where they played High Lie? Um, yes, you had, yes, that's where you went. It was a big stadium, it was exciting. Mm -hmm. I went anyway. It's 3 30, so you're so psyched, okay? Because you look in this thing, you got Jim Rockford, private investigator. Now, this is this is like some early, this is some good stuff. Okay. Crime drama. Rockford tries to find out why thugs forced his father. So I guess I mean Rockford's father? Yeah, Rocky. Sign over right. <laughs> Rocky, Rocky, down by the, down by the, the water. Um, why they forced his father to sign over rights to an unpromising oil lease? Okay, this sounds like that sounds like that an sounds episode of Rockford Files. Complicated, yeah, very complicated. But you could also choose Tom and Jerry, blind, no description, or Ultraman, where Ultraman battles yeah. Golden. 
We'll go with Rockford. I'll go with Rockford on that one. You got to, right? You're, you're precocious. Because yeah. he'll just precocious. be like, because Rockford will just be like, oh, hell, Dad, what the heck did you get into with this deal? You signed the rights <laughs> over the thing? He'll be like, oh, Jimmy, I thought I was trying to just do a thing. And then, then Angel comes in. He goes, oh, hey, Jimmy, I'm just trying to get a little bit of money. Trying to see if I can tell. I told them that you had the... I told them that you would sign a co-signing co for the car. Oh, hell, Angel. What what are you doing to me? Come on, Incredible. Jimmy. I'm trying to help you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so you do that. Okay, yeah. Um, That's that's 60 minutes. So that's taking it at 430. So okay. now you got a lot of stuff going on, yeah. little Tommy. You got... Here's where you go. You make you're making some life decisions, okay? Yeah, yeah. Happy days again. Yes. I don't even know what Happy was on. Days. I could watch my own birthday party could be on another <laughs> channel and I would still pick Happy Days over it. Happy days again where Fonzie oh. disappears. Yeah. After <laughs> Wait, after he finds bogus bills in a hearse <laughs> that he is repainting first of two a two-parter what fonzie getting involved in the crime there a hearse did you see this no this one i would watch i would watch that but i just need to read that again fonzie disappears after he finds bogus bills in a hearse yeah he is repainting first of two parts i'm in that's art that's art yeah that sentence that sentence is art i'm yeah. sorry i'm in incredible it's incredible and by this point i'm starting to but get all i'm starting know, to get okay what else is there as an option you're loopy. You're a little loopy. Um, Brady Bunch. No, no, uh, no explanation. Electric Company. Woody Woodpecker. Nah, I, I got to go with Happy Days. Those are your choices. Happy Days. You got to find out about this, this crime hearse. with the hearse and the bills and yeah. the bogus. He wants to repaint it. Um. Okay, so now you got a full page ad for the day Christ died, which you rejected already. Yes, I rejected Christ it. twice now. I've rejected Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first time ever on television, the greatest story as it's never been told before. That night, armed soldiers patrolled the city. Money changed hands and secret agreements were made. That night, a friend became an informer. And that night would soon turn into dot, 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 the day Christ died. I don't. You're, you're not watching that? No, I'm not. The only thing I'm watching, the only <laughs> thing Christ can do for me at that point is put more episodes of Happy Days on. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> yeah. But so for five o'clock, what you're looking at, you know, it's getting a little bad now. Oh, I mean, it's not so bad, but you're going to watch the, there's local news. Okay. Three, two, one contact. We all know that's educational. Sounds um, it. I love Lucy, where mm -hmm. Lucy 
rice and operetta, hold on, hold on, short rice and operetta, and has to pay for the production with a post-dated check. Wow, that's a crime. Is that my, those are my only options? Wait, you got, yeah. Yeah, I Love Lucy. You got to think on that? I'll go with I Love Lucy. You go I Love Lucy. It's not even of course, close. Of course. Not even close. 5.30, okay? Shouldn't, you You seem well enough to do something else. No. You know, but you're not, you're not, you're not doing it. Starting to feel lightheaded. Okay, so you got, you're not, you're too light at it. So then you're, she, you got the Walter Cronkite CBS Nightly News. Okay, if you want to do that. Nope. You got the NBC News. Nope. With Brinkley. You got, <laughs> you're not doing this at all. No. Okay, you got their newlywed game, which is a little, you know, it's a little risque. Sure. Very exciting. Or you got Over Easy with Hugh Downs. It's a new, newlywed game. A... Oh, a Hugh Downs. You didn't even let me read what he was Well, go ahead. Do. Well, it's Hugh. It's a news. I'm not watching any news anything. I don't want to know. Mary, I don't. What? Okay, but you skipped another one. Okay. You didn't. You got so excited about the newlywed yeah. game, which tells me a lot about you. Yeah. Um, You didn't want me to finish. Andy Griffith. The prison inspector is due. So Barney starts sprucing up the jail. Exclamation point. I think I'm going to, I got my fill of black and white television with I Love Lucy. I'm going with newlywed game. So you kind of feel like you don't want your mom to walk in the room, right? Yeah, she wouldn't care. It gets a little, I don't know, it gets a little uncomfortable. Um, Okay, it's six p.m. You're yeah. still you're going at it. You're still doing it. Mm-hmm. What's your bedtime? Your bedtime? Uh, probably ten. Oh my god! Okay, so Mary. So six p.m. Do you yes. know the concept of underparenting? I do. It oh. was a, yeah. That's how it was. This is how it was. Yeah. This is how it was. You know. So what do we got at six p.m.? Not bad or good. It's just how it was. We got the news. So, so you could still watch the news. You could watch the McNeil Lara report. You know. Um, or you could watch Beverly Hillbillies. Yes. In which baseball's leader. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. Baseball's <laughs> what? Like, baseball's Leo DeRocher. Yeah. Appears in this episode. That's what it says. I'm in. <laughs> Tell you what he's going to do. What's he going to do? You're all in on I'm that in. one? Yeah. Who is, is that someone you know? Leo DeRocher? Yeah, he was a manager. Look, as <laughs> okay, long as. He's not even a player. As long as Granny's on this thing, <laughs> I'm watching it. And yeah, Jethro? She's getting the line. She gets all. Yeah. Yeah. And Ellie May with the critters. Granny got. I'm watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Granny got all the good lines. Yeah. So now it's 6.30. Your mom's making you eat dinner. It's like a TV dinner in front of the TV. She sure. gave up. So you're going to watch. You're setting yourself up here. Yeah. You're going to watch either 
you're 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 tiptoeing towards prime time, but not quite yet. Oh, I can feel it coming PM, too. You know what yeah, I mean? You, you feel prime you time feel coming. coming. You're waiting it out. You're waiting it out. So PM magazine, which has a feature about schools that teach people how to how to build homes. And also it shows you how a program exists that helps people overcome their fears. This one. Absolutely. That was hard not. for me to read. Um, <laughs> second is Tic Tac Doe, which, if you look down on the page, has a half page ad that says, Have you lost your wit? Find them with Tic Tac Doe. The chance goes for $6,900. Um, so that's trying to get you. They spent money. They spent money trying to get you. Um, okay, but we got Face the Music. I don't know what that is. Um, journal. Don't know what that is. Good Times. I know what that is. And I have a description. Okay. JJ is in jail. JJ's in jail. Accused of robbery. And his family can't afford to pay bail. It's the conclusion of two parts. Sorry, JJ, Jimmy Walker. Yeah, that. And it, it couldn't, couldn't watch that harder than I'm about to watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, am, I would, I would, uh, I would a clockwork orange myself with that one. Pin my eyelids <laughs> open. Because, you know, the thing is, JJ's always the one that like comes into the scene and like makes the great joke, makes you laugh, breaks the tension. Mm -hmm. So, but if he's in jail, he's got to be in a sad mood, and he he wouldn't do be doing that, right? Yeah, I don't. I'm still into it. I'll take my chances. Okay, so it's seven o'clock. Now you got some real stuff. Oh, this is you when some it real begins. stuff happening. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you got a movie which is actually a three-hour movie, and I think you've heard of it before. It's called The Day of the Christ God. It's not, um, hap it's not happening, Mary. <laughs> You're not doing it. It's only three hours. Okay, that's out. You've been, you've been harassed about this thing for a, day, for a full day. Um, your other thing is a thing called Real People, which is a report on Grasky. <laughs> Grass? Oh, oh, it's real okay. people. Real people Walter. is okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, I know. I know. Go ahead. Lot, Tom. Go ahead. Don't get, don't get too excited. But these, but this is reporting on a school that that uh, trains people to be grass skiers and baseball umpires and violinists and Canadian rail racers, and is going to show the three women who bicycled across the country. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's exciting. I would watch real people. Okay, but okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, what else? Okay, now, out of now, real people's winning over drama. Okay. Eight is enough. Okay. Did like eight is enough. Um, Tommy, Tommy, Willie Ames, takes over the family's petty cash. Okay. Joni is assigned... To a big news story, and Nicholas needs a quick remedy for being beaten up by a girl. 
Dick Van Patten stars. I'm going with, I'm Mary. This is why it pays to listen. I'm going with with eight is enough. Okay, but I'm not done. Okay. You could also watch. I was a huge Grant Goody fan. I was a huge Grant Goody fan. What's that? (laughs) Who? uh, Edward the King. This is part eight. No. It's a a, a foreign affairs. Eight is enough, Mary. Eight is enough. Eight is enough. Are you sure? Because I'm positive. Also I'm positive. Of gossip columnist. No, no, no. Eight is enough. You don't want to know about George's problem with alcoholic singers. No, Three I want. I want to see. I want to see Adam Rich uh, deal with getting beat up by a girl. <laughs> yes, I, I do too. I don't blame you. Okay, but the gossip columnist bought an ad in this, so they lost out. No, they lost out. Okay, seven thirty. Seven, 7.30. We're going to go to 9 Girl o'clock. Dolls. We're going to go to 9 because I have to take other calls and I'm going to well, I have to go to bed at 9 Wait, now because I was could, sick. We could go. Your mom can make you go to bed right now. I could go. No, no, no. I want to go to I want to get through one hour of primetime television. We got to do it. Um, there's only one option for 7.30 so I'm not even going to say it and it's the most maybe the weirdest thing on here. Okay, but we're going to skip to 8 p.m. You got, come on, Tom, you got different strokes. And the only one that you pick, I'll read the description. Okay. Different, because they all have hefty, hefty descriptions. Okay, different strokes. Different strokes. Charlie's Angel. Shakespeare, Shakespeare play. <laughs> um, Star Trek. That's, that's what you get to know. Different strokes. Okay, so... Um, as Mr. Drummond is um, is what completing legalities to adopt Arnold and Willis, Junkman Jethro L. Simpson shows up claiming to be cousin Jethro and armed with a long lost will and testament, making the boys heirs to a small fortune. That he owns first of two parts. Yeah. That's exciting. That sounds exciting. Right? Yeah. That might be like their real dad, any of the fortune. Yeah. Count on it. Cool. That's cool. What's at 830? I think you're, uh, yeah. Now your mom's like, you gotta go to bed. Okay, let me watch one more half home. hour of television. What's What's my final choice? Oh, come on. You still could flip to the Jesus movie at any time. Not watching the um, Jesus movie. Yeah. 8.30. You could watch Hello, Larry. I'm not going to give you descriptions unless you choose it. Mary, I'm watching Hello, um, Larry. <laughs> it's McLean okay. Stevenson. That's prime McLean Stevenson. So Larry's anxiety about his age prompts him to become the helicopter traffic reporter for a local news company, a job for which he has little stomach. Okay, first of all, that's that's incredible. Um, but it doesn't end there. Second of three parts. Oh yeah, second of three parts. That description, that's the best description of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Larry. 
Why does his anxiety about his age prompt him to become a helicopter traffic reporter? Mary, if you don't know, don't you know. don't know. This is the greatest game. All right. I'm just going to say this. I okay. might, the best show might shift formats to an all, <laughs> it might be an all TV guide program going forward. All <laughs> TV guide programming program. Yes. No, okay, that I is. Listen. Yeah. That was fun. That was amazing. This is the best. Uh, we're going to do this again. This was the greatest night of my life. Thank all previews next. Yes. Okay, man. Thank you. I got to take these other calls because I'm already over. Thanks. Have a great night. It was a great call. Anybody that's a problem with that call, they can eat it. It was one of the most fun things I've ever gotten to do. Hello, Best Show. Hi, Tom. This is John in Los Angeles. This is is John. This guy is probably mad because I talked about Disney. I'm I'm furious. You're furious. I'm well, so please, please, rage. please rein in it. Don't don't lose it. No, seriously. How are you, John? Um, I'm okay. Um, I just just to follow up on the last segment, I just want to say that TV Guide was the first thing I ever read, mm-hmm. and I was I was three years old. That's my bragging point. That's pretty. I cool. just grabbed it out of the grocery bag. And just started reading it. And my mom was like, what? And she she started pointing things to see if I could read it out loud. And I did mm-hmm. and everything. Amazing. But I kind of I kind of feel like it's indicative of like what happened with me, <laughs> yeah. which is like I have intelligence, but I'm using it on the wrong thing. <laughs> yes. yes, you're smart for dumb things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, um but yeah, I want to contribute to the topic. Okay, let's hear it. I gotta. I wish I had. I I I I don't have a whole lot of time though, John. I apologize. Okay, well, I'll just I'll I'll just say this. Um, your single writer line or song and everything. Um, I like to go to like theme parks solo by myself. You know, um, and. Um, one time I was there and I saw a family of five wearing these custom t-shirts that just said some random guy mountain, you know, and it had like the space mountain logo on it. Uh huh. And being like someone who's like gone on rides by myself and been that random guy Mm -hmm. in ride photos with families. Yeah. I instantly got it and I instantly found it funny. (laughs) Well, I want to just say this, John, and I am not joking. Yeah. Before 2023 becomes 2024, I can all but guarantee mm-hmm. I will go to Disneyland by myself once. I can mm-hmm. all but guarantee it will happen. I will pick a I need to find the I'm going to hit you up off air because I don't want these people. We want to talk about off hours, off weeks, off days. I'm going to find all about that. I don't want to tell the listeners because mm-hmm. then it won't be off hours. They'll be filled with best show listeners. Going to see uh, yeah. Z-Man on That's the true. Space Mountain. <laughs> all right, John. I or uh, like everyone. Uh, oh, no, go ahead. Okay. Well, okay. Oh, just or everyone who works at Disneyland 
who listens to the best show will then change their shift. Yes. So they'll like, they'll, they'll come up to you and be like, Oh, hi Tom. No, I would, you know? Yes. So they'll do. I would love it though. Thank okay. you, John. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye, bye. Okay. Yeah. Talk to you later. Real quick. Hello, best show. Hello, best show. Real quick. Hey, Tom, how are you? Good. I'm good. I'm good. Hey. Real quick. Hey, Tom, Real how quick. are you? Real quick. I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. Who's this? Oh no, I was just—I was calling on the topic. I know you're rushed. This is Banyan's dad. I, I guess I'm just—I'm—I'm I'm oh picking up where Banyan's left off and calling when Mary Bronstein calls to say, "Yeast is our favorite movie," and not Flaming Hot. Look at that—a ye- oh. another Yeast fan rising. The Yeast fans are yeah, rising. And, and, wait, while. While I'm here, though, considering his newly uh, discovered condition, um, Mr. Mary Brownstein, the director of uh, Frownland, give him a bump um, because my progeny uh, was unable to remember any other movie except Fleming Hot that one time. But mm-hmm. um, I guess my my story about Critters Creek in um, Monroe, Louisiana, in a flood zone uh water amusement park we'll have to wait till another jason day. i'm telling you this just like at a theme park i'm giving you a coupon to go in the fast lane on next week's show or any future show fast pass you got it okay excellent sir have All a right. great evening you too bye fast pass people i like that fast pass hello best show Hey, Tom, how you doing? Good, good. Who's this? This is Peter Martin. What's going on? I am in, I am in this beautiful, luxurious, amazing place called Westworld. I am right now just finished my first night living in this luxurious, neat place. Have you ever heard of it? Westworld, you mean the place where the where uh, the robots go all over the place? It's a theme park. Have you ever heard of theme park? I don't know what you mean. So you're talking about the fantasy place, Westworld. Yeah, Peter. Peter. I'm giving you the fast pass. I'm giving you the fast pass. You got the fast pass for next show. Fast pass. I gotta go. I gotta let everybody. I can't keep the staff here all night. People working hard. Hello, best show. Tom, it's Steve in North Hollywood. Good fast evening. pass. You got a fast pass, Steve. <laughs> all right, best show will be back next week. Got some good stuff on the horizon, and we're ending on a big note. The poo sticks. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. 
Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.